Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey know. Can you believe it's already Tuesday night? The good thing about a three-day weekend, you get a head start on the week after it. And uh, tonight, we're going to have a lot of fun with the head start as we roll right into Wednesday. Steve Trevely is hanging with you till 11 o'clock tonight. Talking at 1-800-283-101.5, all things Jersey. Uh, and then some. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, I had a great weekend. We uh, we started off in Seattle City. Uh but then it was so cold down there that uh, it was it was unseasonably cool at the shore. And I said, you know what? It's unseasonably cool at the shore. I want to go home. And my wife stayed there. And uh, the kids, they came with me. Uh, because it really was. It was like uh, when you eat a hoodie on Memorial Day weekend, you say to yourself, what the hell am I doing at the shore? Although, you know, the difference between the shore and the house, you know, the house is big, house is land, house has multiple bathrooms, televisions, food. The shore is small. You know, like the old, the old woman, the little old woman who lived in the shoe, she had a bigger place than I got at the shore, but that's okay. Uh, one of the things, though, that's different about the shore this year, different about Seattle City this year, and it really sucks uh, as far as my sons go, who are 16, is that now kids in Sea Isle uh, need have a 10 o'clock curfew. You're under 18, you got to be home by 10 o'clock. Uh, or, you know, the police come and get you. And it's a fine, it's a problem. And it sucks. I mean, I feel bad for these kids. Because there'll be, you know, there'll be no summer of love. There'll be no summer of 69. There'll be the summer of supervision. Followed by summers of supervision. And it's not only down the shore. You know, it's also like at different malls across America. Uh, the Garden State Plaza in Paramus, the second largest mall in the state, requiring anyone under 18 to be accompanied by a chaperone, at least 21 or older, Fridays and Saturdays after 5 p.m. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, and that's just part of it. Uh, the Mall of America has a problem. Back in 1996, they had curfews, and they keep bringing it back and bringing it back. The article's on nj1015.com. Uh, it's by the Associated Press. So this is big. This is like nationwide. In Lakewood, there are curfews. East Brunswick. And what I, you know, they're blaming it on TikTok. You know, the idea is it's, it's, all, it's all about TikTok. I don't blame it on TikTok. You know, the move, according to the mall, follows an increase in disruptive behavior. This is the Garden State Plaza. By a small minority of younger visitors, they included a reported brawl in the food court last year, a fight in March that brought swarms of policemen to the center, ended up being a smaller altercation than usually reported. And they're talking about TikTok videos. 
But there's so many different things that go into this. And I want to get your opinion on this. Who's to blame for these curfews? Who's to blame that now our kids need adult supervision? Our teenagers who don't get to go out and now experience life for themselves because they got to be with you, with the parents. And if you're a parent, how do you feel now you're chained to your kid? Is it a bonding thing? No, they don't want you there. You don't want to be there. Come on. So I'm going to ask you this. At 1-800-283-101.5, who's to blame for the curfews? Who's to blame for the adult supervision? How did it get to this point? Who's to blame for the kids getting out of hand so badly that it has resulted in this? Because now the whole class suffers. Now everybody suffers. My kids don't start fights. My kids don't cause trouble. My kids are good kids. Said every dad in New Jersey, right? But seriously, I I would know if they are, uh, if they're not. But they are. And now they can't go out and have any fun. So what happens is kids end up home. You know, where are they? They're going to be back on social media. They're going to be back on Instagram. They're going to be back on, uh, you know, playing video games and stuff. A life of seclusion. Preparing for that life of loneliness that lies ahead because now we don't socialize anymore. You know, loneliness by the Surgeon General has been compared to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's the future. You know this if you're alone. So 1-800-283-101.5. Who's to blame for the adult supervision that is now required for teenagers on the weekends? Who's to blame for the curfews at the shore? That here's this summer where they get to go out and have a great time, but they can't because now there are curfews. Is it... Is it TikTok? Is it the TikTok videos that they see? Is this what they, you know, what they're living with? Is it the um, lack of, I don't know, police being able to uh, break up situations because their jobs are at risk? You know, we're at a point now where you know, kids. Uh, if a if a cop sees a kid getting high or getting drunk, you know, the best thing to do is walk away because the cop's in job is in jeopardy. Is it the parents who uh, aren't raising the kids right or can't keep control in their kids or can't instill in their kids that you don't do that? Is it a combination of all three? Or do you like the idea? Do you think it's a great idea that we get our kids off the street? 1-800-283-101.5. Kathy's in Lakewood on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, any better? I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Could it, could it get any better than I don't know, Kathy? I mean, right now, you're living the dream. This is it. Hey, I'm retired. You can be sure of that. Even better. So what are you thinking? Worked my 42 and a half years. I got my pension. I'm a happy camper. Now, here's what I think. What do you I think? I am in favor of the curfews. Why? If these young people do not know how to behave when they go out, they have no business being in businesses, malls, stores, whatever. Do I blame the parents? Yes, I do, because they should have been raised properly. Now, granted, I'm an old fuddy-duddy. When I was out, my parents knew where I was, who I was with, and what I was doing. 
Now they don't seem to know. They just run wild. That's what I'm saying. So are we better off now? Is this the, was this the right way to do it? Is this the better way to raise kids? And the kids are the ones that are paying for it because now they can't have a life. They can't have fun. They can't no, have they the stories to tell that you can tell now. No, they have, no, 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 no. The malls are not for your stories to tell. The malls are exactly the malls are- for your stories to tell. It's part of your stories well, to tell. Are- Once upon a time in the 80s, they had arcades in malls where kids could go hang out. Theaters no where more. kids could go. Hang. I know. No more. There's nothing to do for well, kids. Well, they don't know how to behave, so you don't have it. Well, no, you, because they put the games at home is why you don't have it. But I'm surprising that they haven't come up with anything else. But, yeah. So, but basically, you know, why can't they give the police more power to enforce laws should kids break them so that this way everybody can go out and have a good time and those that break the law suffer for it? There's not enough cops. Sure there are. Sure there are. And another thing, listen, in Lakewood, we have the police come in and speak to my community quite frequently. Right. They write tickets and whatever, and the judge dismisses them, so the cops don't have any backing on Exactly. This. That's what I'm saying. You got to give them more power. I agree. All right. That's what I'm asking. one 800 How do you feel about the idea? How do you feel about the idea? Now, every time kids go out, teenagers, they got to be supervised. Their curfews at the shore. We're just basically taking. We finally get them out of the house past the pandemic, right? Where they could go have the experiences that you had as a teenager, but now we're taking it away. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Good idea, bad idea. Who's to blame? Should the police have more power so that when there are problems, they can step in and solve them, not to put up with the crap that these cops have to put up with with kids spitting on them, yelling, cursing them out, and stuff. Should the parents be better at raising their kids? And the kids have responsibility as well. And should there be consequences when they F up? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. This is New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. So how do you feel about the idea of teens requiring adult supervision now when they go to malls, early curfews at the shore? 1-800-283-101.5. Who's to blame? Is it a good idea? Or uh, is it the fault of TikTok, like some are saying, and the videos that they watch? Is it the fault of the parents who don't raise the kids right? Is it the fault of the police who are powerless, thanks to government, and can't do anything about it? Or you actually do charge the kids, or you bring them in, and next thing they know, they're released within hours. How do you solve the problem? Or do you like the problem? Because uh, if you're an adult... Enjoy your summer. Ryan is on 287 on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, now, I am in favor of this, uh, of uh, the chaperoning, but only temporarily. Just to prove a point that these consequences need to be learned. So... It's kind of familiar uh, with another situation that's been going on and in the headlines about the majority of the people being punished because of the bad few. What do you mean? Well, take uh, all of these uh, gun restrictions now that they're trying to pass through. So you have all you have the select few that are bad, and then everybody seems to be getting punished for it. Yeah, but this is different. This is different in well, that 
No, well, I mean, they, they really are. I mean, it, it's different because, go ahead. Well, there is a severe lack of consequences for these kids. How you said that law enforcement is uh, powerless to do anything. But that's the point. But now, wait a minute. The, that's the, the reason for the, the so lack of consequences is because of the government. You know, it's because of the restrictions that have been put on both parents and police in raising children. Yes. And the kids and know this, and children, that's the biggest problem. You have to give them the right to act like that. It doesn't just because there's no consequences, uh, they should still be brought up to be taught of consequences. And what do you think is going to happen when they realize there are no consequences? Well, that's the thing. Whatever they want, they've already realized it. You know what? Uh, I had a cop call in Joe from Pittstown and just go off on this rant, and I would love to put it on the website. I want to get his permission before I do because he was so straightforward. He was so honest. But, you know, the cops, if they were given the power at the shore, could keep everything under control, but they can't because they, they could lose their job if they bust a kid. So now who's suffering here? The kids are suffering. Well, that's just it. And the parents. you just got to small taste, if they just got a small taste of what could be a permanent thing. But they're not doing it temporarily, Ryan. Temporarily. But they're not doing it temporarily. Well, that's different. But thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Joe's in Patterson. Joe, what are you thinking? Hey, Steve. You know, uh, last week, um, Short Hills Mall, uh, the four guys went to a store at 11 o'clock in the morning and stole $128,000 worth of uh, bags and purses. And, um, um, you know, I mean, where did they learn this behavior? I mean, where the heck are the parents? Do the parents teach this behavior? No, they don't teach and, the um, behavior. What happens is they don't control it. And the cops are powerless to control it because if the kids get away with it, they know they're going to get away with it. They don't care. Same thing with the car theft rings. Same thing with, you know, cashless bail. I mean, the problem here is that somebody, if somebody stood up, if the police had power, when we were kids, you didn't mess with a cop. Forget it. You didn't mess with your parents. Forget it. No, but yeah. now what happens is you can mess with everybody because nothing can happen. So so what we have here, first of all, we got kids. God only knows if they don't, you know, you have to have really strong-willed parents who can raise their kids right. And they're out there. But by the same token, you're not helping these kids because now the whole, all those kids that are being raised right have to suffer because because we're powerless to take care of the bad apples. And they're running amok, and now everybody's got to suffer. Kids don't want to be hanging around with their parents in the mall, and they don't want to be hanging around with their parents 10 o'clock at night. Parents don't want to be hanging around with their kids because they want them to go out and enjoy to get the stories to tell that we tell them. Certain kids are penalizing all the kids. So all the kids are going to suffer because of certain kids. Right. It's a nightmare. But it's not It's not that the whole class is suffering. The whole class is suffering because now the adults can't do it. You know, when you were in school and, and the teacher said, all right, now the whole class is going to suffer, the teacher had control to, to make that happen. Now the teacher has no control, and that's why everybody's suffering. 1-800-283-101.5. It absolutely sucks. Mike is in Woodbine on New Jersey 101.5. Mike, what are you thinking? Hey, Steve, how you doing, man? Good, how about you? Yeah, it's good. I, it, it's, a, it's a societal problem, you know, the, the whole breakdown of law and order. And with, like you had mentioned earlier, the government really has interfered in people, how people raise their kids. Uh, most of this, no, the cops can't do anything. So, like, it's just a free-for-all. So what are they supposed to do? You, you, you're going to have to have parents, even though there are a lot of people who raise their kids right. 
Yeah. And you're right. They're, they're going to have to suffer. But this is what's happened to a society that's run amok. Well, it's what's happened to a New Jersey that's run amok because other states don't happen. Florida's not happening. Texas is not happening. But in New Jersey, you know, if, if you mess with a cop, the cop gets in trouble. How does how did, what bizarre universe are we living in? It is a bizarre universe, right? You, you get when you got Mike when you were a kid, yeah, right. When you were a kid and you went out and you went, what would happen if you screwed up? What would happen if you messed with a cop? What would happen if you messed with your parents? Yeah, you know, you know what happens to you. Exactly. <laughs> but today, your parents are abusers, right? Today, you know, the cops are no good. The cops are violating your civil rights. And, and what have we got the show for it? Now, okay, so now everybody, so this is all done out of fear. This is the police, the business, and they're afraid of the kids. So the easiest thing to do, the police, they're, not, they're afraid of the kids that they don't want to get their, their careers messed up for simply trying to do their job. Right. And the merchants don't want to get their stores messed up because the parents can't control their kids and the parents. Uh, you know what? This is not this is not the entire generation. This is just bad kids. There always were bad kids, but we always knew how to deal with it. And now they don't. You know? My question to you, Steve, is like we all know this and we rant and rave about it. But we're like the only conservative politicians. There are some. In New Jersey, it's not totally bereft of some normalcy, and in general, in, in nationally also, nobody's really you know, screaming and yelling and really trying to force the hand of the gov of, of of the government or the police. You know, we have to grab hold of our government. They're yeah. the only ones who can do it at this point, and nobody—they're not doing. It. They talk about it a little bit, but you know, like you see with the, with this whole thing with the debt ceiling and like that, they give in. They're a bunch of wimps. That's why it's time to change the government. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. As if you need another reason. I one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Who's responsible for the curfews and the supervision that now teens require when they go out on the weekends? And what could be done about it? How do you feel about it? Seven thirty. There you go. There you go. Put him in the army. That'll straighten him out. 1-800-283-101.5. That's the wrong one. Let's get Celeste in Freehold. Hey, Celeste. Hi. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. What are you thinking, Celeste? I'm in favor of the uh, the curfew. And you know who I blame? Who's I blame that? the teenagers themselves. Behave the right way, and then they won't have this curfew anymore. Uh, Give we... it two years, and then we'll take the curfew off and see what happens. If the same thing keeps on happening, you bring it back and leave it on. Well, this is the thing, though. You know what? Kids are going to do what kids do. And kids, what kids do at that age, they try to see what they can get away with. That's where they explore. Yes, and, and that's when parents and police and everyone say this is what you can't get away with. And that's where the boundaries are set. But now exactly. there's now nobody setting any boundaries. Yeah, yeah. So now the mall is saying you're not getting away with it. And there's this curfew. Well, I'm not sure. What's the age limit on to 16? What? What's the 18. age? There, the cur 18. Oh, 18. 18. Okay. That yeah, means 17, right? All the fun has been removed from being a kid in New Jersey. Really. Oh, it's know. not easy. If they, behave the, if they behave the right way, there wouldn't be a curse yet. But, Celeste, what enables people to behave the right way? When your parents are instilling in you the right way to behave. 
You know, when law enforcement can back that up, where if you get in trouble, there are consequences. There is a price to be paid. The problem is the, the, the kids now realize that there's no price to be paid. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? All right, so the shore is going to be a lot emptier. You're not going to have kids walking around the boardwalk spending money after 10 o'clock at night. Good thing or a bad thing? How much money do malls lose if kids are not running around taking all that disposable income and dropping it in the mall? Well, now they can't. They're going to get their parents. What are you buying that for? Good thing or a bad thing? 1-800-283-101.5. But who do you blame? You know, that a lot of these magazines I read, they're blaming TikTok. Because of the TikTok, because of what they see on TikTok, they're going out and they're causing these pop-up parties and they're causing... Yeah, New Jersey's been able to handle that. But is it TikTok? Is it the way they're raised? Is it the way they're brought up at home? You know, think of your youth. Think of your teen years. Did you have a good time? You were able to have a good time. And what happened if you ever screwed up? You had, you know, there were, there, were, there were consequences from your parents. If you screwed up outside of that, there were consequences with the police. How can you expect to live in a society or thrive in a society where you don't have that? You want kids raising themselves? 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts. Weather brought to you by College Punks. Hauling junk and moving. That was my radio name in Long Branch. Do you have old furniture lying around the house or a garage full of clutter? College hunks hauling junk and moving. All the stuff you don't want to move. The stuff you do. Move the stuff you do. Let tomorrow's leaders haul your junk today. Visit collegehunks.com. Steve Trevelise, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. So here we have Memorial Day weekend. If you went down to Seattle City, kids had to be uh, home by 10 o'clock at night if they're under 18. There are malls throughout New Jersey where kids have to be uh, supervised by the parents when they go out, like it or not. And uh, the headline from the Associated Press, TikTok culture forcing more New Jersey stores and venues to ban teens without adults. I call BS on that. It's not the TikTok culture. It's a number of things. It's a combination of parents not being able to raise their kids. It's a combination of the police being power powerless, even, you know, to stop it. Because uh, if they do, they're possibly uh, charged with second degree deprivation of civil rights. WTF. So who's, who, who suffers here? Who suffers? The kids. Because now they don't get the memories. They don't get to go out and have a good time. You know, they don't get to enjoy themselves with their friends. They get to enjoy themselves next to their parents or home, playing video games, which is what we try to get them away from in the first place. Remember your memories is 17, 18, 16? Well, they're not going to get those. Tony's in Runnymede on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tony. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What are you thinking? It's not a, it's not a teenage problem. It's a parent problem. Right. You know, my, my parents raised me to respect the elders, right. you know, the handicapped women. All these things start at home. If you don't have the basics, you can't, you can't succeed. It's that simple. All this disrespect is because kids have not been raised. For the last 20 years, they've been raised by the Internet. The Internet was great when it came out, 
but what it's turned into is is just a bunch of mess that makes kids do stupid things to record just to get likes. They get a check if they get enough followers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Kids would rather deliver food than go get a job, you know? Well, this is the thing, though. You know, they'd rather food delivered to them than go get a job. And, exactly. Yeah, and, and the problem here is that, you know, where did it go wrong with the parents? Where where did we drop this, you know? Listen, nobody's held accountable. If your 15-year-old commits a murder, your neighbors might know it was your kid. Nobody else will know. You're going to pack up, you're going to leave your kid in jail, and you're going to move to another state. Nobody's held accountable. If you could, just like an inheritance, if somebody dies, your kids are in line to get the money. If your kid commits a crime, it should go just like an inheritance, whether mom, grandmom, mom and dad, your aunt, your uncle, whoever's next in line. If they were going to get money, they should get the problem you created. All the overtime for the police, all the investigation, all the counseling for all the people that they cause trauma to. Well, you know what? Nobody's held accountable. That's the problem. And now it's even harder to hold them accountable because if the police hold them accountable, then it becomes third degree deprivation. Uh, you sit there and you go, well, what are you supposed to do? You know, it's funny. My friend told me years ago, the only thing you don't have to take a test for is to have a child. Yeah. And you know what? And, there should be a man. You, know, you can't raise up. yourself. You can't feed yourself. You can't keep a job. But you can you can create a child that you can't take care of and you're not planning on raising. You know, it, it, my, my parents, you know, we used to play ball at the corner. The house had 10 windows. I wasn't allowed to play on that ball. My parents didn't want the problem. And I was angry. Uh -huh. I didn't burn the house down. I didn't shoot anybody. I got over it. And, you know, also, you know, they're not raising kids. You're, you're not always going to succeed. You're not always going to fail. You're not always going to win. You're not always going to lose. No, the Internet's gonna, not going to teach your emotion and feelings and care and concern. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's, it's more than that, though. It's like I don't know if it's like we don't want to raise we don't want to raise kids the way we were raised or whatever. But there's been a change in the paradigm in the dynamic of you know today's Internet. parents want to be friends with their kids. They don't want to be disciplinarians with their kids. I don't know. I know my kids. We don't have this problem. My wife and I raise our kids right. They know right from wrong. They know what they can and can't do, regardless of what's outside in the world. But I don't I see a single every parent, parent like that. Years. I was a single parent for 12 years. They they knew how to respect. They, they respected me. They respected me holding it down. And they respected others. Nobody's in jail. Nobody's on drugs. Not saying they couldn't win another way. Mm. But I was fortunate, you know. And I, I paid attention to what they did. You know, they used to have the thing on TV. Do you know where your child is at 10? Yeah. They should have the commercial. Does your child have a firearm? Do you, do you know if your child's a felon? You but know? again, that starts at home. Tony, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And what they, when the boundaries are laid down, when they know what they can and can't get away with. And where are we winning here? How are we doing better? Because what we've got here is, you know, uh, what we've got here is the results. Now, now, uh, Kids, you know, kids are losing. They can't go out and have fun. They can't be alone. They can't be unsupervised. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts. How do you feel about this? Uh, we have, a, you know, we have a curfew problem in the mall now. 
where teens have to be supervised by an adult to walk around certain malls in New Jersey. Down the shore, there's a curfew for 10 o'clock at night. All right, we've got NJSPBA President Pat Culligan calling in. Uh, stick around and get his views on it. Peter, don't go anywhere. The one place Jersey news and Jersey views live together. New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevely is talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight about all things Jersey because that's what we do. Coming off this Memorial Day weekend when you got to go out and about, if you went to a mall, you had to have your kids with you if they're teenagers. If you went down the shore, you had to be home by 10 o'clock at night in Sea Isle. Uh, Associated Press blames it on the TikTok culture. Do you blame it on that? Do you blame it on parents who don't know how to raise their kids? Do you blame it on police who are powerless? And uh, should they end up uh, charging a kid or doing their job, they could actually be busted. The cop could end up in trouble with a third-degree violation, a deprivation of civil rights. And that means that the cop could end up spending five years in prison. I know. I can't believe it either. And uh, so much so that uh, the New Jersey State Policeman Benevolence Association president, when he's not fighting crime and that, he's listening to my show. And I appreciate that. Pat Colligan, how you doing, my friend? Good, Steve. How are you? All right. Now, you've been listening. And, you know, did you ever think when you started out as a police officer that you could end up in jail for trying to bust a kid who was doing was committing a crime? Well, committing a crime, I mean, it was, you know, marijuana or alcohol, which, as as was always the case for 80, 90 percent of the time, is the kid was thrown in the back of the police car and driven home. It's not like we were charging these kids with, you know, underage possession. I mean, in some cases they were, but for the most part, um, especially in my days of patrol, they were driven home and, and I knew they were in better hands, you know, turning them over to their parents. But, uh, yeah, there's not a cop in this state that, that wants to touch anyone under the age of 21 with alcohol or marijuana because, uh, you know, cops generally uh, don't like going to jail for five years. How did it get to that point? When did this change? It, it was when the marijuana was legalized. Um, it, look, it, uh, there was a, it was a 300-page bill, and, you know, Murphy literally, I think, had something like 20 minutes to sign the bill. And it was part of his, you know, legalizing the marijuana was part of his, uh, his, you he know, ran on that. running. Run, yeah, he ran on it. Um, I don't even think he was happy with this, but at the end of the day, the bill was signed and it hasn't been fixed yet, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk when it first went through. And I, I hate to say it, but until, you know, the 16 year old daughter of a senator is found in a, a gutter somewhere, um, that's when, that's when we'll get changes. When, when, when somebody's, you know, seriously injured or, or, you know, suffers with alcohol poisoning. I had one of my officers pull behind one of the schools at three in the morning uh, on a Friday night to maybe relieve himself. And uh, he sees a car with smoke coming out of it. And he pulls up and there's four juveniles, two boys, two girls. And all he could say was, is everybody safe in the car? And he, and he knew he had to pull away. He knew there was no opportunity to ask for ID. Uh, there was nothing in plain view. So that precluded him from, from, uh, getting anybody out of the car or seizing the seizing the marijuana, but four kids at, at three four in the morning getting high behind a school 
uh, and the and the cop was powerless to do anything. And and he was smart in pulling away. I hate to say it. It sucks, and the kids knew it. And that's the thing. The kids know it. I've had police officers call here ranting and venting about how powerless they feel to be able to do their jobs. And kids spit on them and stuff, you know, just, you know, from, from this law. There was an episode of Sopranos. As I said, when I, when I, you know, first started talking, that 80, 90% of those kids were driven home, uh, turned over to their parents. And, and you just have to hope the parents said the right thing. And and usually they did, but this 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 has to be revived again because everybody was was all hot on on changing law and make you know making the correct changes and letting us uh, ask for their ID and and seize the alcohol, but that's not you know it's just not the case. Every, everybody kind of dropped it. We're we're in what our second summer with this, mm-hmm. and it's going to be another disaster. It's getting worse, but I don't understand. Uh, can you explain how is this a deprivation of civil rights? Does a child have civil rights, uh, you know, if they're out getting high or getting drunk? I guess they do. I think the original plan was the racial disparity of the arrests, which, you know, I don't know. I don't have the, the statistics on it. Uh, if that's the case, then I think there were better ways to go about it. Mm-hmm smarter ways to go about it i mean do we want to protect our our juveniles or do we want to uh make sure that they don't get you know don't get don't get arrested or brought in and and generally like i said especially with marijuana um small amounts of marijuana and alcohol uh those kids weren't getting arrested they were they they were they were given warnings uh station house adjustments are called curbside warnings and and cut loose but and and we would take the alcohol i mean you don't want the kids drinking anymore the the you know alcohol poisoning is horrific we 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 see that all the time unfortunately there was an episode of Sopranos when uh, Meadow had a party at her grandmother's yeah, house. talking about the Sopranos. Yeah. After she died. <laughs> I was going to get there, right? And, uh, and Tony and Camilla are laying in bed. And Tony says to Camilla, uh, what are we going to do when she realizes there's nothing we can do? And, <laughs> and that's the way it is right now. You know, what, you know, so as the kids are being punished. And the way they're being punished is they're being forced to stay inside and they're being forced to uh, go to the mall with their parents. Yeah, who wants to go to the mall with their parents? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so is this, do you see this as a temporary thing, Pat, or do you see it as uh, this is the way it's going to be? Look, it, it was uh, bipartisanly, the, the legislature was saying, hey, let's fix this. The, the, we gave the, the governor this bill. He had 20 minutes to, to take action on it. Um, let's fix it. And, and there was, you know, even the parents were saying, hey, we would have never voted for uh, legalization of marijuana if we knew it was going to take our parental rights away. But then it just kind of died. Nothing ever happened, not for lack of, uh, of us and the, and the chiefs of police association, trying to to revive it but uh it's just i i guess because there was no again it'll take some horrific tragedy for us to finally get the law changed to to face five years uh, a third degree charge and and destroy your career there's no there's not a cop in the state that's gonna gonna put his his uh, position on the line or his pension on the line uh, to, to take in a juvenile and, and violate this. It's it's just, it's really crazy. That's New Jersey State PBA President Pat Colligan. And uh, we had an arrest today uh, over the shooting death of Republican Councilman Eunice Jumpfort. Uh What did you want to say about that? 
I, I just, you know, you look at the Iowa murders, and, and I followed the, the coverage of that, and certainly because it's in our backyard, uh, I'm a Middlesex County guy, you know, I was following that. But th- this quest for knowledge from the citizens, oh, we demand to know what's going on. Uh, look, I've been a de- detective for a long time. You can't solve a crime if everybody's sharing the same information. And I, I just, you, you have, people have to be patient. And, and, and I'll be blunt. It's none of their business what the police are doing, um, because that's when somebody gets tipped off. Here you had a suspect in Virginia. Looks like awesome police work once again from Saraville and the Middlesex County Prosecutor's Office. But here's the suspect in Virginia. So what do you want, it to, want us to do? You want us to put it out there that we're looking at a suspect in Virginia? Then the guy flees out of the country. I, I, I think he's from Nigeria. Um, it, it just... People have to trust that we're, do, we're, we're, we're doing the investigative work like they did in Iowa. We see now that there was an incredible amount of police work going on. Um, and, but every network wanted to know exactly what the police know, and that's just, just not the way we work. It reminds me of uh, when the Gulf War broke out. It was in 1990, and CNN was airing, you know, all this information, right? And suddenly, because we didn't have CNN till then, and then suddenly the, everybody knows what's going on, and look what happens. It makes total sense. Uh, armchair sleuths, and it's uh, it's good. We we you know we 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 don't mind their help, but uh, you know, again, people people are just asking for too much information too soon, and that's not how we solve crimes. This. If all that information was was let out, there would not be an arrest today. The, the, the guy would be in hiding in a country with that's very different, to, difficult to extradite from. Yeah, it makes total sense. I want to thank you so much for coming on as usual, and thanks for listening. Pat Colligan, New Jersey State Policeman's Benevolent Association President. Till we speak again. Take care, Steve. You got it, pal. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Your thoughts? So, uh, who's to blame for the curfews? Is it the kids? Of course. Is it the parents? Can we get the police more power so that they're able to, uh, you know, control situations? It's not their fault. Their hands are tied. What do we do about it? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. It is 818. Are you ready to downsize and want to sell your home fast? Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. Buyers lined up. Can get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. After Suzanne's husband died, she decided to sell their mountainside home. With the help of Rob and his team and their top-tier marketing strategies, she had 51 showings and multiple offers in just 11 days, selling the home at 500000 which was $25,000 over the list price. Enabling Suzanne to move on. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ and start packing. It's on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelace. Get the old sledgehammer out. Peter Gabriel's torn again about that. Uh, so who's to blame? Who do you feel is to blame for the teens in New Jersey who are being punished? They're being punished. The cops couldn't punish him. The Paris can't punish him. New Jersey can't punish him. So what's happening? Straw owners are saying, not in my mall you don't. We want supervision. Mayors are saying, not in my town you don't. 10 o'clock curfew. Welcome to your summer of supervision. 
1-800-283-101.5. Who do you feel is to blame for the teens in New Jersey requiring adult supervision and curfews? Uh, TikTok, 7.3%. That's what AP led with. TikTok viral. No, 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 no. Parents, 78%. Police who are powerless, 9.8%. It's a good idea to give kids a curfew, 4.9%. Uh, we thank Pat Colligan, New Jersey State PBA president, for coming on and weighing in. We'll have a post up tomorrow. Uh, Peter is in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. How are you? The trooper is correct. Absolutely. He's the president of PBA. No trooper. I knew many. Yes. Well, what are you thinking? Um, I'm blaming the, their peers. I am blaming themselves. I am blaming the way they act in school and get away with it. Well, there's another thing. The teachers are powerless as well. True. It's frustrating. If I want to tell someone to knock it off in my own yard, Mm. I can get in trouble. Well, that's why laws need to to be changed. To the point that parents, their hands are tied. Yes and no. If you don't. Because you know what? Wait a minute. Because I am a parent and my hands aren't tied. And my kids know it is going to be hell to pay if they screw up, you know, yeah. uh, from their mother as well as their father. I mean, you know, and, and, and they're not unlike a lot of kids that they hang out with. You know, mo- it's funny because when you're when when I'm in this, you know, I, I got a, I got a horse in this race. And when you don't, you sit there and go, ah, these kids today. Wait a minute. I have two kids today. They're great kids. And, and you know, it's not we, we live by the same laws, but yet you get other kids who, you know, just like anybody else, they were good and they were bad. But it seems like the bad is is wagging the tail now. You know, the tail yeah. wagging the dog. It seems like the bad are running the show because everybody's afraid to deal with it. Once upon a time, right, when the kid was unruly and nobody would deal with the kid, it would take that one stern parent to walk in and say, you know, yeah. knock it off. You know, go but to your room, is, whatever. You know, when I was growing up, we, my brother... My brother was 10 years older than me. I was um, in my 10 years old. He was 20. Right. He would take me on the boardwalk. And we'd play the video games, the arcade games. machines and all those. Right. You can't do that anymore. Sure when, when the girls were growing up, I used to take them to the outlets in Atlantic City while my mother and father gambled and let them buy clothes. You could do that. I'm not a parent. I am an uncle. So what? Uh, or a guardian. So what? But the thing is, is that my my brother-in-law takes my peers. kids to the arcade, and well, it was never a problem. Them. Yes, you can. But mm. the thing was, when I was growing up, we didn't have any super. We used to sit on the beach. Well, and that's the point. That's the point, you know. And the best memories and the stories you're going to tell me now did not come from you being supervised from your parent. Peter, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I feel bad. I really do. You know, I, I sit here with Ryan and I'll tell him stories of when I was a kid. And I'll sit there with my kids and tell them stories of when I was a kid. When anybody wants to listen, none of the stories I've ever told involved... <laughs> I'll never forget the time my mother and father and I were walking around the mall. No. Ashley's in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Steve. How you doing tonight? Good. Long time. How you been? I've been hanging in there. How about you? Eh, same old. Ask me in an hour. <laughs> Maybe it'll be different. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Maybe the coffee kicks in. There you go. Um, 
No, like like the previous caller said, the problem is really the teens themselves. And I know that goes against everything that we ourselves thought when we were teenagers. But, you know, we knew the time and the place to act out. We knew the time and the place to do things. And it seems like the younger generation gets bolder and bolder and they just have no regard for people. You know, the difference is the only thing I would say to that is we were the same way, but our parents knew when to step in and clearly draw those boundaries where today it's it's nature, you know, it's nature goes back to the caveman kids grow up and they want to see what they could get away with. And, you know, yeah, once upon a time it was no. Now it's like, oh, come on, stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. the parents got too soft on them. They let, I mean, and I'm all for new age parenting also, you know, talking to your children and expressing things instead of just saying, because I'm the parent. Right. But don't forget that you're the parent. You cannot be the friend and the buddy all the time. Yeah. I mean, I reason with my kids. I explain to them how I think and I, why I do what I do. But along with that, there's still more of those strict rules. We're not changing it. You understand it, but you're not getting away with it. No consequences. That's the biggest problem. You know, there's no consequences. Ashley, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Stan is in Roselle Park on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Stan. How you doing, Steve? It's been a long time. You know, I'm listening to what's going on, and it's funny. You know, a different era. I know that when I grew up and my mother was, you know, single parent. Let me uh-huh. tell you something. Man, I was out of line. Now I'm 6'4", 250 pounds. But when I got to high school, she would take that strap out. Now, I didn't really do anything bad. Mm-hmm. But I was so happy that, it, well, you know, I was disciplined, you know. And in terms of a curfew, if I came in a half hour late, I was done. I couldn't go out anymore. You know, when I did something when I was real young, you're not riding your bike. And she would, she, <laughs> my mother was 5'2", and I was sitting she would, Get that strap out. Now you do that, uh-huh. hey, you're in trouble. Well, you know what? You make a great and point, that was though. Parenting. That was parenting. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't abuse. It was no, parenting. Not at all. And you know what? You make a great point. Kids want discipline. They crave discipline. They sure do. And when they you don't sure give do. it to them, they there's right. something missing. You're absolutely right. They want it, and then when they don't get it, and they go with other kids that don't get it, then you and this curfew thing. Oh, man, let me tell you. Yeah, I had a curfew, and I I think once I blew that curfew, I was done for a month. Well, now they got nothing. I mean, now it's like it's not the parents doing the curfew. It's, they, it's the they, town they, doing the curfew, so they can no longer have a good time. Right. You you know? Know? And they try to be friends to the kids. Yeah, you have a good report of your kids. I'm the parent. I'm not your friend. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to have a lot more time to get friendly now because parent and child are going to be spending a lot more time together. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How do you feel about that? Who do you think is to blame for the teens in New Jersey requiring adult supervision in malls, curfews at the shore? 1-800-283-101.5. We go on TikTok. We go on parents, police who are powerless, hands tied by government. You think it's a good idea that kids get a curfew? 1-800-283-101.5. Here's a man who never had a curfew as a child. Oh, Here's sure. a man. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a curfew? Absolutely. What Absolutely. Time, what time in, was your in curfew? In high school, my curfew was 9.30. Really? 9.30. 
in high school. Oh, I, I don't want to talk about it. It caused a lot of damage. I, I, was, the only, I was the only 16-year-old <laughs> in Ohio with a 9.30 p.m. curfew. What was I going to get? What trouble was I going to get into in Ohio? Didn't you do the thing where you stuff the pillows <laughs> under the blankets and, you know, yeah. tie the bed sheet out the window and yeah. go out? We, we would try and do the Ferris Bueller setup. Yeah, uh-huh. try and do it to with rig the stereo it. play. <laughs> yes, yes. 8.30. 15 minutes. On New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelisse, 1-800-283-101.5. All right. If you uh, went down the shore this weekend, you see a lot of teenagers walking around at 10 o'clock at night in Seattle City. They were uh, curfewed. Many shore towns have curfews. Growing number of stores and venues requiring adult supervision for teens. Some are blaming TikTok for the bad behavior. Uh, some say a few new policies are not working. Uh, if you go to nj1015.com, you'll see what's been tried where. Some say the police are powerless, thanks to the new uh, law signed by Governor Murphy. And some think it's a good idea to have a curfew for kids. Obviously, if you were a kid, how would you have felt if you had to uh, stay home at night? You want to get them out of the house. You know, you want to... When I was a kid, there was no staying home. My father... You know, kicked out the door. Get the hell out of here. Don't come home till 5 o'clock. And I don't mean 501. We eat at 5 o'clock. And that's when I made friends. Uh, different time. So who do you feel is to blame for the teens in New Jersey requiring adult supervision in malls, curfews at the shore, TikTok, 6.9% of 130 votes. Parents, 79.2%. Police who are powerless, 9.2%. Good idea for the curfew, 4.6%. Laura's in Perth Amboy on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Laura. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Good. How about um, you? So, I'm good. I kind of think it's the town's fault because when we were younger, we had roller skating rings. We had places to go, but now they don't. And I'm going to tell you a story. So, I worked for a retail place. Right. And over the weekend, we had these two young kids come in, and we have speakers around, and they were attaching their cell phone to a sex thing and it was moaning and groaning and they did it like five times and all the customers in there were looking around and these kids were hysterical but there was nothing for them to do so i understand why it's happening but we really need to have places for these kids to go and be fools at a place where it's all kids you know what I mean? It used to be the arcade at the mall, right? It used to be, the, like you said, the roller rink. It used to be a teen disco yeah. or something. Or you know what? Kids would just hang out at the park, you know? But but there, you're right. You know, there, there are no places. But then again, are today's kids trained to hang out? You know, they now they hang out at home by themselves uh, using their Bluetooth to play video games with each other. You know, I'm lucky that my kids do have plays. They'll go play basketball. They're 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 on the football team. They'll do stuff. But yeah, I mean, I totally get that. But by the same token, there needs to be some kind of uh, security police that listen. If you do this, we're going to call the cops, and you're going to get in trouble. And that's not that's not not there. there. (laughs) And that's the thing, right? That law that's being proposed where it'd be a, a penalty. For was it disturbing the peace or something like that? I'll, I think it's Senator Bucco that proposed it. I'm not sure. I will find out. But yeah, it's just an alternative to combat this law. Well, I should have, I should have asked a Pat Colligan about that. To you know, to combat this law where uh, cops are powerless. You know, where they could end up going to jail. 
Laura, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Tom is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tom. Hello. How are you, Steve? Good. How about you? I'm great. Uh, I was telling your engineer uh, about a time that uh, I had a daughter who uh, got into, you know, uh, uh, quite a bit of of trouble. Um, So... Actually, what we did was uh, we moved uh, from New Jersey, and we moved to Pittsburgh. When we got to Pittsburgh, uh, we adorned her bedroom with, you know, the creature comforts that all the kids love. You know, a telephone, TV, a computer. She had everything she could want in, in that bedroom. Right. Well... She started cutting school, and she was, you know, uh, hanging out at the friend's house, and we were getting calls from the parents saying, why is your daughter over here at this hour of the day when she's supposed to be in school? And so what I did is I went, when she came home from school one time, I went into her bedroom, and I told her, I says, Megan, that's it. It's all over. No more games. I said, we're going to do addition by subtraction here. I started taking things away from her. I took the TV out. I took the telephone out. I took the computer out. She did not like that at all. So she started screaming bloody murder, and she called the police. Police showed up. They said, my God, uh, we got two phone calls. We got one from uh, a female in this house, and we got a phone call from the neighbor. Because right. the neighbor heard her screaming. And they thought something, you know, that she was really, you know, somebody was actually hurting her. So when the police got there, they asked me, they said, what, what's going on? And I told them, I said, I'm doing a little bit of corrective action here because she's out of hand. She's out of control. And I'm going to get her back in control. And I'm going to start removing things from her. And that's what I was doing. I was removing things from her bedroom that she didn't need <laughs> that were things that she loved. And so the police work? officer comes back into the house. Right. And he talks to the, the daughter. And he says to her, he says, look, he says, I'm going to explain something to you, young lady. <laughs> the next time we get a phone call from, from either you or the neighbor, okay, we're not going to take your parents away. We're going to take you away. <laughs> because you screaming like that after your parents were correcting you was definitely not the right thing to do. Boy, was she mad at us when the police officer left. She didn't talk to us for two weeks. Nice. I, I never, and I was so happy that the police just said, do what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. You know, and the police had the right idea as well. They knew that we weren't doing anything harmful to her. You're taking you're raising your child. I mean, you're raising right. your kid, and you're and you're you're taking a stand, and that's the way it should be. Tom, good stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Kids with curfews. Kids require teens with curfews, teens requiring adult supervision uh, in malls and public places. Who's to blame? Are you blaming TikTok? Are you blaming the parents? Are you blaming the police who are powerless now? Are you blaming uh, you blaming nobody? It's a great idea. Let's uh, let's take away these kids any possibility of childhood memories.
You know, let's take away the time when you're 16, 17, and 18, and you're out on your own, you're with your friends, and, you, and you're learning to, you know, to, to, to live on your own. No, no, stay home. Stay on mommy and daddy's hip. Stay home in your room playing video games because you can't go outside. And then the parents will complain, why are they playing video games all day? There's nothing else for them to do. Spring is finally here. Not that it means anything to the kids. You are back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy a life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like the newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Jersey, 101.5. Really did that so I could say... Piles Grove. Do you have any idea where Piles Grove is, Ryan? Of course he does. He doesn't want to tell me. This way, I don't look silly because I have no idea where Piles Grove is either. Is that Gomer Piles Grove? Yeah. All right. Uh, have you heard of the uh, breach of the peace law? Part of a recommendation from the Cape May County Prosecutor's Office, a new citation, breach of the peace, allows Ocean City police to detain teens who continue to be disruptive even after verbal warnings. Police would then take the teens down to the station, call their parents to come pick them up, just like they were doing before any of this BS began. Or they would take them actually to home to the parents, as uh, we heard uh, PBA President Pat Colligan say earlier. But now we had to change everything. This is working out really well. Now kids got to be accompanied by parents in malls. Kids got to curfew. Uh, Stacy's in Times River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Stacy. Hi, how you doing, Steve? Good, how about you? Okay, um, I was just uh, thinking about this. Everybody complains that our kids are so disconnected and they're all involved with electronics and everything. Right. And now we're telling them not to go out. Right. Right. That's exactly it. I, 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 there's kids not outside ever when I drive around neighborhoods. It's I so know. depressing. I know. I don't see anybody outside anymore. It's Re- like a ghost town. It's like, and now we're telling them to stay in. I don't get it. I really you know, don't get it. Remember, I remember like being a kid. And how many times you'd be outside playing football or basketball in the street and you'd have to stop because the car would come through, yeah. right? I'm so happy my kids do that. Like in front of our house, we have a drive, you know, one of those basketball courts and the kids will play and the car will come through. You never see it anywhere else. You, you know, that you can see like beautiful basketball courts that are untouched. Meanwhile, they're home playing Y2K on Xbox. I know. And then we're yelling at them to stay home now. And then I was also asking um, the guy that took my call. Um, I live in Tom's River and across from the Tom's River police station, they, um, I believe it was a year ago or so, they built the skate park, which I thought was a great idea, you know, for right. like scooters, skateboards, all that. Right. And um, there was a lot of kids going. It's right next to Castle Park. And I was like, great. Awesome. But I was just asking him, when was this implemented? Because I drive by the skate park a lot, and late at night, like 1, 2 in the morning, 
And there's kids out there skate, skateboarding, which I don't mind, but it's right across from the police station. If that's a, if there's a curfew, is that like? Well, the kids. Like okay. I said, the cops don't want to approach the kids. That's what uh, Pat Colligan was saying earlier. Because if the cop approaches the kid, the cop could get in trouble. But how about that? It could be a third degree of deprivation of civil rights, which means the cop could spend five years in prison. So if there was a fight and the kids were fighting at the skate park, the cop can't intervene? Then I guess they'd have to get involved. Then they'd have to get involved. Okay, because I'm saying that, I mean, if the cops can't discipline our kids, then they're going to know that we can't discipline our kids. Well, they already do. They have control. They already, see, that's the problem. They already do, and that's why the pop-up parties, and that's why we are where we are right now. You know, well, we, we got to get let these kids be kids, though, a little bit, a we, little bit. I think the solution is we have to give the police back the power to enforce the laws so that if the kids know that if there's, you know, if they do screw up, there's going to be consequences, you know, and then go from there. We also need parents being stronger. Uh, not all parents, not all parents, but we need the parents of the kids who think they can get away with it. To, you know, make sure that they don't get away with it. And there are ways to do that. And I know that now because I'm a parent. You're a parent? Yes, I am. And my daughter goes outside and plays all the time. But when she has her friends over, her friend's parents say, oh, they can't go outside and play without adult supervision. Like, that's the problem. Like, what's going to happen to them in the front yard? Well, you know, that's that's the difference in parenting. Stacy, you're a great parent. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. You get it. Uh, Gregory is in Princeton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gregory. 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 I feel like I'm air-checking myself. I'm air-checking Stacy. Gregory. Gregory. Now you got to get on the phone. Stacy, you're a great parent. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101. Now he'll come. Here we go. Uh, Gregory's in Princeton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gregory. Hey, Steve. How you doing today, buddy? Good. How are you, Greg? I'm here. All right. So, what were your radio? Just talk into the phone. Gregory? Gregory. Greg, Gregory's here. All right, Gregory, just talk into the phone. Lower your radio. Gregory's here. Stacy, you're a great parent. Okay. Lower, Gregory, lower lower the radio and just talk uh, into the phone. Right, can you hear me now? I am here. All right. What are you thinking? Okay. So um, everybody's blaming everybody. And quite honestly, I think it's the parents. It's, it's, it's the child rearing. You know, if you're going to have kids that are going to go out, especially at night, right. uh, teenagers, and they're going to do stupid and crazy and wild things. Right. Uh, in my opinion, that falls that fall back on the parenting. You know, and we're looking for everybody to raise our kids, the teachers, the politicians, the, 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 the police officers. It's not their responsibility. No, we're not. We have to take responsibility for them. Right. But we're not asking the police to raise the kids. We're asking for the police to be able to enforce the laws that will keep our kids in line as we do as parents. When, you know, if parents aren't doing anything and the kids go out and the cops can't do anything for fear of their own jobs or their own peril, then, you know, how did that even happen in the first place? But yet it did. So now kids know that they can't do anything. They can't get. They can't. There are going to be no repercussions. Right, and and again, I think that that falls back on on the parent knowing that um, not not really um, 
supervising properly and, and, and being, I don't think the kid should have to have a, a parent while they're out. However, like you just said, if the kid knows that they can't get away with stuff because there's going to be consequences, then that needs to be taught at home. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and, and at the same time, giving the police back the power to, to enforce that because otherwise these kids are going to go out and get away with They know they can get away with it, so they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Well, you know? what's happening now is they're not, even, they're not going to get that chance because now to make it easier on everybody, the merchants, uh, the, the towns are saying, uh, the malls are saying you will be supervised when you come in here. We're not going to let you in. And the uh, towns are saying you will have a 10 o'clock curfew. So they don't get that chance to go out and enjoy their lives. Gregory, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. My kids, we'd go down to Sea Isle. They would go out. Um, they take their friends. They were talking about 16, 17-year-old kids, right? They take their friends. They go down by the basketball courts. They play ball. They get in pickup games with other kids. They go to the they go to the uh, promenade. They have all kinds of, like, ice cream and food. They go to the arcade. It's the shore. They walk on the beach. Now, 10 o'clock at night, they got to be home. It's ridiculous. It is totally ridiculous. Aristophanes. <laughs> ridiculous. You got it. Wake up call. Listen to First News with Eric Scott. Weekday mornings at 5.30 a.m. on New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night. It's all right. Steve Trevely is getting you through tonight till 11 o'clock here on New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Hanging here tomorrow night. We got Trevia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Gemini is going to be here. Gemini and I are doing a prom. Gemini and I. Gemini and I <laughs> are doing a Heightstown High School prom uh, Friday night. Wow. 3 o'clock in the morning. Prime time. Two drink minimum? Uh, no, not two drink minimum. It's, it's high school. See that? Keeping them off the streets. We're keeping it in. This is the this is the extremes we go to keep our kids from having sex. We're going to have an after prom party at Heightstown High School. And uh, Gemini and I are going to go uh, do the thing. See them try to want to do something after a night of you two. Yeah, really. <laughs> the magic is back. Uh, so anyway, he's coming in tomorrow night along with Jeff Paul, along with with uh, Justin Gonzalez. Uh, I'm not sure Rick and Donna. We never know because Rick and Donna is a far correspondent. He goes around the world. Although, yeah. uh, good things are happening for Unsuited, the uh, pilot. Yeah. It's going to be shown in Long Beach Island on June 10th. Wow. And uh, my pal Jimmy Palumbo. We got to get Jimmy to call in, as a matter of fact. Because Beer League, you know, Artie Lang's Beer League. Yeah. Which is uh, now being redone without Artie Lang. Oh. Beer League, the series trailer uh, has come out. In fact, you know what? I'm going to text uh, text Jimmy, see if I can get him to call in. Uh, but what I want to talk about now, and you're the per- perfect person to talk. Uh, you're the perfect person to, uh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm texting while I, uh, while I'm doing this. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, anyway. Uh, I went this weekend, you know, f- the, for me, the best Italian deli ever. And in Millstone mm-hmm. was the ANS Salumaria. And what Salumaria means is Italian market, right? And it was run by Anthony Menino. And Wait, time out real quick. What's delicatessen mean? Italian market. <laughs> also market. <laughs> I think it means Jewish market, if I'm not mistaken. The deli. I don't yeah. know. But the Salumaria, um, I thought it was Italian deli. 
But Salumari is a market. And Anthony come from uh, New York. I think it was either the Bronx or Brooklyn. I'm not sure. But he had one up there. And he came down here. And when you walked in, his mom, Maria, Marie was at the register. She's like in her 80s. Anthony was in his 60s. His son, John, uh, in his 20s. And you go in there. First of all, he made a mozzarella that was so good that I actually went down there and we did a post on how the mozzarella is made. You want to know how the sausage is made? We did a post on how the mozzarella is made. And it's on nj1015.com. And after like 45 years in the business, between two places, 21 years in Millstone, Mm -hmm. he decides to hang it up. And I went in there Sunday. uh, And, and, you know, the other thing is Anthony is fighting. He has MS, which makes it harder and harder for him to to work. So my point here is that the thing I loved about it was not only the food. The food was amazing. He made all kinds of delicacies. And, you know, uh, meats, everything. When you walked in, it was like a big Italian supermarket. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there one time, there was a guy. Uh, and the other thing about this is you would go in there and you start talking to people that you never met before. It was all about the conversation. It was sometimes you would go to politics. Sometimes you would go to food. Sometimes you go to sports. It wasn't just about I'm going to go with them, I'm going to buy my stuff, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go in there, I'm going to hang, we're going to talk about stuff. Some of it is about what we talk about on the radio, some of it is about food. Again, it's about anything. Yeah. And it was like a hangout. And it reminded me, going back to Union City, we had five Italian delicatessens all within like five blocks of each other. And you could always, you know, they and they all, you know, they all fight with each other, you know, yeah, try this, not like yeah. that stuff you get up the block, <laughs> like that. And it reminded me of that. And the old ladies would go carrying their wagons. And while I was there, uh, his son, John, who works for UPS, mm-hmm. was behind the counter. And I said to John, you know, this is why I want to bring you into this. I said to John, you know, I said, you're not going to take over your father's business? And you know what he said to me, which surprised me. Was, My generation doesn't get this. And it struck me mm-hmm. in that what I grew up with you know, the idea of going to the market, the idea of like the barbershop, you know, hanging at the barbershop, just catching up on current events, talking to people, arguing, you know, just going back and forth. Yeah. Doesn't, you know, it's like, doesn't exist. And like uh, A&S Salumalia was so great because not only was the food great, the conversation, the people you'd meet. Like I was saying before, we I went in there one night, this guy was buying food, turned out he owned... Uh, a string of pizzerias in Staten Island that he got out of. Mm. And he says to me, you want a great pizza? You get white pizza with sliced tomatoes, pepperoni, and bacon. Damn if it wasn't delicious. That's like a reverse pizza. Think about it. A white pizza with pepperoni, sliced tomato, and bacon. Amazing. But that's what I'm saying. So my my question is, I mean, like, you're, you know, you're you're the next generation. You're 24. Does this stuff exist anymore, or now is it? Is it? Is it? Is, are there these places where you can just go, uh, go to the market, go to the store, hang out, get into great conversation, bond over the food, bond over what's going on with people you may not have even met before, but know the owner? So a lot of those uh, forums have uh, kind of moved online, and so uh, that's but why that I use the sucks, word forum now. It? Yeah, um, but so. You know, whereas you used to, I guess for you, uh, what you'd be passionate about in that case, uh, the community that was built was built around the food. Um, in this case, uh, I play a lot of video games. So um, in this case, instead of food, it's video games. So we'll all be 
on you know the same reddit page or we'll all be up to date on like the same news articles and then you go and play the games with people and there's a chat function in the game and so that's kind of where you have that kind of conversation your barbershop is online yeah the barbershop is in the game or in you know the lobby or in you know whatever local chat space or blog space um the discussions of the game are going on so at any given moment there's you know hundreds of these conversations going on at once and you might get like one or two comments in uh to that larger conversation but then other times you might meet people though, right? and you can kind of take that conversation somewhere else but it's not like that where you have that in-person chemistry anymore uh, where you can see them and have that you know kind of chemical interaction is that a good thing or a bad thing i mean like if you had a store like like this, right? It's not about, you know, online with a lot of hundreds of people. But the idea you go in and say, like, you know, like Anthony's behind the counter, his mother's at the register, the son is, and you got, a you know, a handful of people in the place. And, you know, it's like Penny Lane. Yeah. You know, the fire chief is there. And he was. And the police chief is there. And and you never know who you're going to run into. And they all come up to you. You know, Scott, um, it, was a, it was a cop. And he, hey, how you doing? And we just sit there and we talk about stuff. And while you're waiting for your food or while you're waiting for your order, whatever, you talk. And even after you get your order, sometimes you're still in the conversation. But it's not about like a big online thing, just yeah. a group of people. And every time you go in, like I met I met people Sunday I never met before. And we're having a conversation. I mean, that kind of communal, doesn't it, does it exist anymore? Or is this something your generation's not into? I, I think it exists. I think it just exists differently now. And I think... Um, not necessarily the demise of brick and mortar, but like the slow, the slow kind of, uh, transition to like a half brick and mortar and kind of like a half online space has kind of gotten rid of a lot of those kind of areas where people would, would do that. Cause now people, if they care about an ingredient, they might just go to like ShopRite or something cause they don't care that much about getting the quality ingredient. And if they do yeah. want to get it, then they have, you know, the meal plan from like HelloFresh or whatever, and that's their ingredients. So they don't have that urge to go find God, I feel so bad. <laughs> I mean, that, I guess, I guess, I mean, you know, my, in my day, it was all about, you know, the, the ingredients that were handed down to the generations and the, the, the pride in those ingredients. And when you get in there, you get, in, when you get into the food conversations about, you know, this may one made it that way, that one made it this way. Uh, it was phenomenal. So one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I guess what I want to ask are, do those places still exist? What you know, where are the places that you go, uh, the stores? I guess where you go, and it's not only about what you're buying; it's about the whole experience, who you're talking to, uh, what's happening, and um, about anything. And the other question is this: you know, give me a great business. A great jersey, not a big scale store, not like Bradley's or something like that, or James. Like, give me a jersey business that you miss. A lo- was there is there a local jersey business in your town? Could be a restaurant, could be a store, could be a market, could be anything that you'd love to have back. I would love to get ANS back because again, it was more than just a store. It was a meeting place. It was a hangout in some and in some areas. And I wish I'd gone there more often. 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. A&S Sono Maria in Millstone. 21 years. Fantastic Italian deli. And they're gone. Market. Uh, the last day was Monday. The great thing I loved about it was not only the food, but the people. 
And uh, you go in there, great conversation, lots of bonding over the food, over whatever was going on in the world, your world, politics, whatever. Where are those places? Do they still exist? And uh, give me a local Jersey business that you miss. Give me a local Jersey business that uh, you wish would come back. 1-800-283-101.5. Neary's in Hamilton under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Neary. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How about you? Doing great, thanks. What are you thinking? Um, I'm so sorry. I, I was just playing with my dog. We're not completely missed the question. That's okay. We're talking about, like, um, a, a, a place that I used to go, uh, an Italian deli closed on Monday. And what I loved about it was, you know, that you, you'd be able to go there and not only get great food, but you'd also get great conversation. You meet people, uh, the, the conversation could go anywhere, kind of like a barbershop, you know? And yeah. I was asking, like, I asked the son, how come you're not staying in the family business? And he said, because my generation doesn't get this. The idea of the Italian deli, the idea of what it, you know, what the deli means. And I'm asking, uh, you're 28. You know, does your generation get this? I would say that, yes, most of my generation does. You know, I'm like the last of the millennials. Right. Um, you know, that's actually, I think, I honestly believe I'm like the last generation that actually understands that, you know, because I, I live in Hamilton Township. We have a great, you know, a few delis nearby, but the one that's local to me would be Shirello's Deli. And, you know, I'm just used, I'm since a kid, you know, I'm used to going in there, you know, pulling up on my bike, mm-hmm. nowadays in my car. Going in there, saying what's up to the guys, ordering my stuff, you know, any of the locals that come in there, you know, crack a little conversation, whatever it may be, whether it's politics, sports, you know, whatever, you know, so. And sometimes it's even the food, right? You walk in, oh, you got to try this. I made this, oh, this is incredible. You got to taste this. And you're sitting there going, you're blown away. Exactly. You can't forget that. But I really do believe that I'm like the last generation that's really out there, you know, as, uh. As the other gentleman was saying, I forget his name. You know, Ryan. He, uh, Ryan, okay, yeah. He was saying how, you know, they only stay, I guess they only hang out online, you know? But it's, uh, I don't know. I guess it, I guess it's, he's a Gen Z, if I'm not mistaken. So He's 24. I guess, okay, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a youngin'. So. Well, you're 20, but he is, go ahead. It's four years, but it's still like that four years really is what the difference it lies in, you know? It's like I love conversating going out. You know, a lot of these people just have their faces in their phones and are more confident to talk to you online versus in your face, you know? And, and you learn so much, you know, just being in the room. I mean, the great thing about a place like, you know, the deli is where people come in from all walks of life with the appreciation of food. They all have their own food stories of where they grew up and then who made the food and what it meant to them. And, and you bond over that. And there's a certain relationship that you can't get online that you get in person at the at the deli or the barbershop or wherever. I totally agree. I mean, it also, you know, it just teaches you that, that in-person people skill. You know, it's like mm-hmm. some people can speak to anybody online, but when you see them in person, they're just not who they are online, you know? Raniere, you have restored my confidence in your generation. I appreciate it, man. I, I grew up around, you know, some good, uh, always hung around with like an older crowd, you know, uh-huh. and I'm right in between like, say like mid 30 year olds and then younger 20 year olds, you know? So that's gotta be passed along. Too. That's gotta be, that's gotta be continued. That can't stop. I agree. I totally agree. All right, Neary. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Meg is in Doylestown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Meg. 
Hey, Steve, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Good, I hope I can say what I want to say before my battery dies. Oh, that's okay. Um, um, Facebook has absolutely taken over. You say everything on Facebook, you post the pictures there. Oh, we went this, 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 like, well, is it sad? Does it make you laugh? Now, when people get together, they have absolutely nothing to talk about. <laughs> they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't know. The thing about Facebook is yes. you put your thing up, and then people write a one-line comment. You know, and right. you may not, you may know them. Like, I got 5,000 Facebook followers. I have no, I, right. I have five real friends. But I, I accepted everybody. So I'm at my limit. So if I, if I don't friend you, it doesn't mean I don't like you. It means I just can't. Uh-huh. But the, but the thing about it though is that, you know, you put your thing up and you get one response. But the idea when you go into a store or you go into a, you know, a public place and you're in a group of people, now that you know, that's a relationship. And and you're going to see someone yeah. that you never met before, and you're going to into a conversation that you never expected to have, but you're going to walk you're away lose. having learned something. You're, you're going to lose so much the, in, the inflections of the voice, mm-hmm. the, um, how you talk to people, and putting cursive writing out of existence in schools is a biggie. Because... We have letters that are going to be lost to history that people want to read. Sure. You know what? That's a great point. That's a great point. It really is sad. And thank you so much, Steve. Have a good night. You too. And uh, charge your phone. 1-800-283-101.5. I didn't think of that. Cursive writing goes away. There are going to be people who will specialize in reading historical letters. Right, people will be. That'll be a career for somebody. Like, what are we going to do with these new jobs? That'll be a job. I can read, and reading will not only be fundamental; it will actually keep you employed. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Where are the Jersey businesses that are no longer around? If you could bring back a local Jersey business in your town, what would you like to see come back? And uh, where are those places? where you can go in and not only buy stuff, but have great conversation. You know, Delhi closed in Millstone, which uh, was a great place for conversation. You'd go in, not only would you, you know, the food was great, but you'd meet people, you'd talk to them, you'd mind, you'd meet people you never met before. And it was one of those great kind of hangout places. And do they still exist? 1-800-283-101.5. You got a place like that in Jersey City? Uh, you know, I'm racking my brain over here. I can't really, I can't really think of anything. Think I haven't been that. around that long, you know. In but Jersey you go City. in, you hear it. I mean, Jer- yeah. Jersey City of all places. When I was a guy, I could name five in Jersey City because <laughs> they were all, you know, from the old country. Yeah, and my yeah. grandmother, and what are you doing? And uh, you don't bake the gravy like that. You make the gravy like this, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's nine thirty. Every fifteen minutes, under Jersey one hundred one point five, Steve Trevelis. The number is 1-800-283-101.5. Talking about the Jersey businesses that you miss. And uh, you know what? I'll throw this in. Now that ANS Salumaria in uh, Millstone and Route 33 is uh, no longer around, where are we going to go for great Italian? Like I said, what I loved about the place was not only the food, but the people, the conversation. It was a great place to meet people and talk about different things. Where people came together. Kind of like a, a town square, if you will. Um... You know, back in the Shakespearean days, 
That's why Shakespeare's plays were so long and repetitive because people came to the town square to socialize and they kind of half pay attention to the play. So Shakespeare wrote so that they'd be able to keep up with things while they were in conversation. See what you learn? Gary is in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gary. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. So listen, I'm in Colts Neck, right? I've been here 23 years, but I grew up in Lodi, Bergen County. I don't know if you know much about Bergen County, but when we grew up... We dreamed of Bergen County when I lived in Union City. That was the place yeah. everybody wanted to move. <laughs> it was it was great growing up there. And let me tell you, that's considered, like, you know, when they say North Jersey, Central Jersey, South Jersey, when people say to me, well, I live in North, you know, North Jersey... They're only talking like Edison. No, North Jersey, Bergen County. Mm, absolutely. Anyway, there was a place called Harry's Corner. Right. We used to go there all the time. It's actually right next to Teterboro Airport, but it was actually considered South Hackensack. So South Hackensack had multiple areas near Wallington. It was a part of South Hack. It was like the strangest town. Like it was like multiple areas, right. but not surrounding each town. But Harry's Corner was great. We used to work at Chicago Nightclub. In the middle of the night, two, three in the morning, go to Harry's Corner for a double egg sausage. There you I go. I remember it was it was fantastic. I missed that place. I wish it would come back. You never knew, right? You went there, but you never knew who you were going to meet. You never knew where the conversation was going to go. And it was a great. It was not only a great play, great food, but great people, right? Great fun. Uh, unbelievable. And if you needed a comb or shave and cream. Mm-hmm. The guy had it all on the stands right behind him. Hey, there you go. The craziest place. So anybody that remembers <laughs> Harry's Corner, come back. Harry was That's looking out. We're gonna day. we're gonna bring back Harry's Corner. <laughs> Call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Come on, give me a Jersey business that you would love to bring back. You know, just a cool place that you went to that uh, you were sorry to see it go. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. You know, a lot of it. You know, a lot of it got wiped out by the big box stores, but there was a, a personality there, uh, a one-to-one that was there. And I guess that sucks, and I guess that's why, like uh, John would say to me, my generation doesn't get this. And something is going to be lost because of that, because you don't have that that intimacy. As my Ryan, my producer, is in here. You don't have that. In, you, you got online, but you don't have that intimacy of walking in, seeing a bunch of people. A lot of them older than you, uh, who are just talking about, just talking about the food, talking about the recipes, talking about politics, talking about whatever's going on in the world. Suddenly, you're in a conversation. It, like I said, it's Penny Lane. You know, it's it's the barbershop. Yeah, uh, we used to have um, in town, uh, formerly the location of the King Buffet, then it was the Country Griddle, now it's the Chase Bank. But when it was the Country Griddle, uh, that was the place, like, and I went to North Hunter in high school, after, you know, concerts or after, you know, theater things or maybe probably for other, you know, sports teams, too. Mm-hmm. After that, that was the place to go. Um, and when that went out of uh, business or whatever, you know, they closed up shop and it became a bank. You know, I don't even know where people go anymore because yeah. that was, you know, right around the corner from the school. Maybe we need more places like that, you know, because I guess it's forcing people online. Because stores have become so impersonal. You know, maybe businesses need to find the way. Or right, restaurants or whatever. Restaurants do it. I know the Italian places do it. I know like Pizza Bowl. Like all the people that were at the Pizza Bowl. 
the the friendliness, the love. It really is. It was like it was like a one big loving where everybody you walk in, you got you got five hundred Italians and <laughs> pizza all over the place. Hey, come here, you know. But but you need that. And I guess like you know, if if this generation doesn't get that, if your generation doesn't get that, you're really missing something. You know that 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 could be that that's a problem. You know, and, and, you know, we talk about kids being, you know, with curfews and they've got no place to go. We talk about loneliness. The Surgeon General says loneliness is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Yeah. That's horrible. There's, um, there's been like a lot of push recently in a lot of the towns that I live around to build either like a community center or just things for kids to do or places for parents to bring their kids so that there's not just, you know, the park anymore or just, you know, walking around because that's not enough to keep a kid's attention. You know, just like a big sandbox with some levers isn't, you know, going to crack it when, you know, the phone is glowing and has all these lights. You need like interactive things. So now. what would you put in it? I don't see. I don't even know. Like I know Xbox. Yeah, yeah. You can have a little play, play sand. But Xbox, then why would they right? go? No, but I mean, if you did like a community center, like if you did, you know, I know my kids. Like my, I'm lucky. My kids. There's a basketball hoop outside, and they're out there. You know, as much time as they're spending on Xbox, is as much time as they're spending outside with the basketball, up the block at the school with the basketball, with the full courts, yeah. uh, lifting weights. They'll throw the football for hours and hours. Um, they got a quarterback coach that, you know, works them out, and I bring them out there, elite quarterback, on elite QB on Thursdays. Uh, Matt Pistardi's the absolute freaking best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the thing, but I mean, you see the difference. But yeah. But I mean, like, it's, they'll do the Xbox, but there's a balance in their life. And it's not... You know, where all they do is sit home. And there's so many kids, their friends, who just want to sit on the on the Xbox, just want to play the game. Yeah. And you need that kind of balance. But then again, if you if you take them out of there, one thing to do is, you know, parents, throw your kids out of the house. When I was a kid, get out. Don't come home till five o'clock. Now they yeah. gotta find. Now they gotta find something. To do. That was the thing. Don't go home till five. My version of that. My parents always said you have to be in like some extracurricular activity, even if it's you know at the worst times possible for us to pick you up. Like you need to do something after school. It's a sport. And that was your ensemble. revenge. You found the worst possible time, exactly. the most inconvenient time. I'm going to play chess. Not because I like <laughs> chess, but because they'll have to pick me up at 5.30, and they hate that. No, I did theater. Instead, they had to pick me up from... You did theater? All, yeah, so they had to pick me up from all these rehearsals oh. and shows and stuff. What did you do in the theater? Um, I did stage crew for a number of years, and then uh, my senior year, I decided I want to be on the stage for the musical, and so they found just the spot for me in the back corner of the stage, and that's where I shined. Oh, cool. All right, kiddo. 1-800-283-101.5. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Today's topics, award-winning news coverage, fast traffic, and instant weather. It's all here on New Jersey 101.5. Southbound 78 in Bedminster is jammed just east of exit 26. It appears to be construction. The delay goes for about a mile at least. So, again, uh, keep in mind that if you're heading east toward 287, you might want to be on 22. Uh, meanwhile, on the parkway, southbound at 127 in Woodbridge, a stall on the shoulder. You've still got northbound work. Uh, debris actually in the northbound local lanes near exit 109, slowing you down. Route 33 in Monmouth County. Got some slow traffic there in both directions. Uh, looks like uh, east of... 
of Fairfield Road. They're doing some work slowing you down in the Farmingdale vicinity. And then farther down the line, it looks as though we've got delays on northbound 42 in Gloucester with work past the outlets. Southbound Turnpike still jammed up. Exit 3 to 2. Coming into New Jersey, the Delaware Memorial Bridge is bumper to bumper. Vehicle fire cleanup, one lane open. And eastbound, the Pennsylvania Turnpike Connector as right lane work still slowing you down between 130 and the Turnpike. Leaving New Jersey, the lower deck of the George is closed. Extra traffic upstairs. Tunnels look good. Traffic every 15 minutes. Next report, 1003, New Jersey, 101.5. New Jersey, 101.5, instant weather, mostly clear and cool tonight. Smoke from those distant wildfires could lead to some poor air quality, though, both tonight and tomorrow. Lows tonight in the mid-40s in the northwest hills, the mid-50s at the shore, and mostly sunny tomorrow. Highs from the mid-60s at the shore to the mid-70s inland, partly cloudy tomorrow night. Lows mostly in the middle and upper 50s. And Thursday, partly sunny. Highs range from the low 70s at the shore to the low 80s inland. I'm meteorologist John Fearick. 55 degrees in Barnegat, 59 degrees Bedminster, 58 degrees New Egypt. Fast traffic, instant weather every 15 minutes. On New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. So, when last we left Johnny Trino, he was banned from softball for 15 years. And that was back in uh, 2006 when uh, Artie Lang and Ralph Macchio... And uh, Jimmy Palumbo and a whole bunch of other funny people made a movie called Beer League. And now Beer League is back. It's called Beer League 2. And Jimmy Palumbo, a.k.a. Johnny Trino, who's been taking, who's, uh, working out with his softball bat, joins us now. How you doing, pal? Hey, what's up, Steve? How we doing? I got the text last night from you, and now I thought this was going to happen opening day, and now uh, it's going to happen with June 19th, right? Yeah, well, what happened was we had, first of all, it's not called Beer League 2. We're not legally allowed to call oh, it. Oh, what, what are we calling it? Beer League, Beer League the Series. Beer League the Series, okay. Beer League the Series, and it's going to open June 19th. Right. We have five episodes in the can. Nice. At least a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. Um, they are they're they're short. They're more. It's like a webisode. They're shorts. Right. And you're gonna find out where all the characters are today, um, and what they're doing. And uh, obviously, we're still drinking at the bar because that's of course. what we do. Right. And uh, I, you know, uh, it, it's a cute little thing. We're gonna grow it if the if the audience says hey we want more of these we're going to start doing that we already have about uh, 12 13 kind of uh, ideas or episodes lined up of what we're going to do um we have the support of everybody from beer league uh Artie supports this uh he's not in these but his character is involved that's all i'll say i'll leave a little suspense there. Oh, okay you worked him in i like that yeah, Ralph Macho's character's involved. Right. Um, is Ralph involved? The machine is involved. All, all that we did, listen, the bottom line is I said to myself, what what would these guys be doing 16 years later? Right. Obviously, they're all fatter and grayer. <laughs> okay. Uh, I prepared, I prepared, I prepared for, I did a Daniel Day-Lewis. I, prepared, I, I got older and fatter. So, I'm, you know, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis has nothing on me. There you go. And, um. Uh, so we started that, but we also we're we're going to be tying in this whole concept of older guys who still got a little bit left in the tank, but but 
you know, it's really about they really just want to get together once a week with the boys. Right. Um, they, you know, and so there's going to be some uh, – we, we just have a really – I think the way I laid it out is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, listen, it's going to be airing on – Facebook and Instagram, it's all going to be internet-based, so right. it's not going to be on Netflix or Amazon or any of that stuff. Not yet. I hope we do someday right. get on it that way. Um, and I think there's a lot of room to grow. I mean, it's about guys from New Jersey at the bar talking about softball. And, you know, so there's a lot of miles we can do there. And I, you know, listen, I'm happy the way it turned out. And I did it with uh, Two production companies, 624 Productions, Tom right. Baldinger, who you know. Yes. And also Greg Alperin from Unhinged. And, um, you know. It sounds great. Uh, listen, I don't know. It, it, it's I, I showed the trailer and I showed I showed episodes to people and they, they got a kick out of it. You know, and I'm hoping that um, all the, I think if you're from New Jersey and you saw the movie, um, you, 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 you'll get it. Mm-hmm. And I think if you didn't see the movie, you'll kind of get it too. If you saw this and didn't see the movie, you'll want to go see the movie. Yeah, you know, right. yeah. We, we may even do a screening of Beer League somewhere up here in North Jersey. Um, and of course, you're uh, Mark Riccadona. You know, yeah, uh, your uh, your boy. Uh huh. We got him a little cameo in it, and he'll he'll be involved as well. Nice. Cool. That's, that's one thing I decided to do. I'm gonna, if it goes further, since I'm the producer, there, there were times in my life where. Some of my friends got screwed on certain projects, mm-hmm. and um, and I said to myself, "Okay, Jimmy, I'm, uh, you're not a star, but you have a lot of friends. You know, like today I had Gary Valentine on my uh, from King of Queens on my. Oh, how about podcast. that, Kevin's and brother? I, and he's living, yeah, he's living on the East Coast now, uh-huh. and he would love to hop in and do an episode, you know. And there's different guys that I know. And you got to remember, these aren't full thirty minute episodes. No, so you can grab a guy. And shoot something in one day, leading it along. Um, and I realized that I have a lot of friends in showbiz that are way high up the food chain. And all you got to do is ask. And, um, you know, um, guys like Ralph Macho are, are straight up guys. Right. You know, he, he was tied up. With, he couldn't really say yes to this at the time. He's tied up at Cobra Kai. I get that. Right. But I'm going to try to steal him for an episode. Coming oh, up. beautiful. Um, yeah. Now, you know, I got to ask, oh, no. what about Artie? Artie, um, Artie is, uh, he, he knows what's going on, but it's just the timing. At, you know, we shot these a couple months back. Right. Uh, we shot these in January. So the timing in January wasn't good for Artie. Um, but I'm hoping in by the end of the summer um, that perhaps uh, we'll be able to you know, uh, we'll be able to, you know, perhaps do something. But I can't say, I, you know, I'm not Artie. You know? No, when the time is right, the time is right. Yeah, and Artie and I are friends. I'm not trying to, you know, w- would it be better if Artie's in it? Of course. Artie can, if Artie walked onto the set, he would be immediately written in. I mean, <laughs> it's really, it is Artie. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, no so, problem. Uh, hey, but you know everybody, so it wouldn't be surprised me if anybody can make this happen. Jimmy Palumbo could. Well, I, I realize, like, for instance, uh, Carol Buono, mm-hmm. who played uh, Artie's girl in the movie, she's on Stranger Things. She's in a couple of movies. She's had some, another show coming out. I just saw a trailer for her. She's doing, you know, big things right now. She didn't say no, okay? 
she just said, Jimmy, I'm just doing so much right now. And she has a family and a husband, you know, like, and a lot of these things, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a timing thing, but I do know that if, if this thing has success, I believe just about every single person involved in beer league will be in an episode. Hey, you know what? Not only that, but because you're such a good guy. You know, like I said, you're friends with everybody because you're a good guy. And uh, people are going to want to work with you. Where, now, I got I to gotta split. Where can we get this? Well, just keep, uh, uh, you got to go to uh, Beer League, the series on YouTube. Uh-huh. And click subscribe. Okay. You also got to go to Instagram, Beer League, the series, my own personal Facebook uh, Instagram official Jimmy Palumbo as re- well as regular Jimmy Palumbo on Facebook. We are going to be bombarding, but it's going to air initially on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, all social media. It's really going to be a social media release on June nineteenth. Excited to do it. So, all right, listen, and then every day that week. When we get closer, you come down. We'll hang out. Okay, we'll talk more about it. Hey, listen, thanks, thanks. Uh, it was good talking to you, and. uh We'll come down there and bust your chops. You got it. That's what I look forward to. Jimmy Palumbo, Beer League, the series, uh, premieres June 19th. Uh, go to YouTube and make sure you subscribe. Jersey Radio. Very good, informative station. New Jersey 101.5. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. You know, I did this, um, this, uh, home show a couple of months ago with uh, Patrick Richardson, the laundry evangelist. Uh, what a cool guy. So much fun and so dynamic. I wasn't expecting to learn as much about laundry as I did. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go to convention hall in Edison. I'm going to talk to uh, the convention center and we're going to, we're going to do this and, uh, ask laundry questions. Could there be anything more exciting? I had him on the show. It was fun. And he turns out to be a smart guy. And one of the things he said, which I'm now finding uh, more and more about, you don't need to wash your clothes as much as you wash your clothes. And I asked him, you know, how do you get stains out of your T-shirt? Because a lot of my biggest problem was, you know, a lot of times, like, I'll have a nice shirt on and... Like a lot of people, I my a lot of my meals are consumed in the car while I'm driving. And when you get the overstuffed burger, you end up wearing half the overstuffed burger. And I've ruined more clothes like that. And he said the problem is you're washing it too much. That uh, if you don't, you know, there's so much detergent that's stuck in your clothes. And I, you know, we talked and I put it away, right? And uh, now I get a message from my pal, Big J Sorensen, be big. Uh, with an article saying there's a growing cohort of people who believe in washing clothes less or not at all. And uh, Matilda Whalen talks to the no-wash and no-wash and low-wash believers. And for me, you know, uh, I came... Now, first of all, the other thing he told me was when you wash your clothes, you don't need... You know, you get that... First of all, when you get your detergent... You get a cup that comes with the detergent. And the idea is to fill that cup up and put that cup over the laundry. Or you have the washing machine with the little thing that pulls out and you pour the detergent in there. You put the whole cup in. You don't have to do that. He says, use a teaspoon, a tablespoon. Maybe, I think he said two tablespoons is more than enough to do a load of laundry. 
And this to me was revolutionary because, you know, a bottle of detergent now lasted a lot longer, a lot longer than it used to in my house. And now, according to this, uh, more and more people are washing their clothes less, especially when it comes to denim, when it comes to jeans. So I want to ask you, 1-800-283-101.5, how often do you wash your clothes? Do you, I mean, you would never think of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take these pants off. I'm going to hang them up. I'm going to wear them again tomorrow. How often do you wash your clothes? Do you wash them every time you wear them, you throw them in? If you wear the T-shirt for a couple hours, you throw it back in or whatever. Or if you're wearing like a shirt over the T-shirt, do you wash it at the end of the day? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, uh, many have rethought their washing habits due to concerns for the environment, rising electricity costs, denim most are driven by aesthetical concerns that are accidentally sustainable. I don't know. You know, uh, if you, it makes sense to me that you wouldn't need to do this. It makes sense to me that, uh, you know, you could wear your clothes a couple of days before you throw them in. Not when you get them to the point where they stink. That's a different story. But, you know, you could tell. You know, you could tell by the end of the day. My kids would be loving this. My kids would never wash clothes. Not that they ever did in the beginning. The rise of the no-wash movement. How about that? How often do you wash your clothes? And do you, uh, again, uh, I'm I'm looking at some of the stuff in this article. You know, I could see like jeans. Like, the thing about jeans, when you have worn jeans, they look better if you don't wash them so much. Yeah. So it would make more sense. They get, like, fades in just the right way. I got to say, there are some people I went to school with in college, you know, they've been on this movement for a while. Yeah. Um, (laughs) They didn't realize it was fashionable. They were just cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Some people I go to class with, man, like, you'd smell them across the room and you could tell. Well, you got to know when it's done. You don't do it when it stinks. But like, if you if you wore a pair of jeans mm-hmm. one day, would you? I, I, first of all, you can't put them on the next day. God forbid. I think about that. Oh my God, I wore these yesterday. And then you're thinking, I I couldn't tell you what anybody I ran into wore the day before. I agree. I don't I don't know that I pay attention that much to what other people are wearing. You do. You you sit in a room. Here, you you and I have been in this room for the last four hours. We have looked at each other while we spoke. I will have no idea what you wore tomorrow. You will have no idea what I wore tomorrow. If I'm being honest with you, if you were to like quiz me right now for like actual money about what color your pants are, I couldn't tell you. And it's not just because you're sitting behind a desk. Right. I get it. And and that's (laughs) the thing. But yet, oh my God, I wore these yesterday. What will people think? Or, oh my God, there's a stain on my shirt. What will people think? No one's noticing. No one can find it. Yeah. But like... Right, so, so that's what I want to know. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. 1-800-283-101.5. Are you, uh, you know, how often do you wash your clothes? Do you wash, you know, do you like the same article? Do you wait a couple of days or does everything get washed that same day? And are you, you know, do you consider people who don't wash everything the same day slobs? 
So when you wash your clothes, do you wash it all together? I'm the kind of like I do laundry. I do it about once oh a week. It doesn't matter what it is. I just toss it all in. So it'd be like sweaters, t-shirts, underwear, jeans. I broke in the washing machine. <laughs> my wife, because I, 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 I'm like that. I just, I take it. I've done a video once on nj1015.com about how I do laundry. Yeah. And my wife followed me with the camera because she hates to wear it. I just <laughs> take it from the hamper. I hold it out here. I throw it in the machine. I turn it out. We're done. Uh, we're done. No, you got to separate the wires. You got. I just got time for this. <laughs> it all goes in, and it all you know, close in, close out, and then comes the ironing, uh, oh, which man. I suck at. But but as far as the washing goes, when I, when we did this thing, Patrick Richardson, and he said you don't have to wash your clothes every day. You don't have to use as much laundry detergent. For me, it was like the skies opened up. <laughs> And suddenly, like a bottle, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? A bottle of laundry detergent or whatever that is, yeah. is now lasting forever. Because instead of filling up the whole eight ounce cup and throwing it in there, two tablespoons. That's the thing. Like when you see that little max line in your in your uh, like washing machine for filling it up with detergent, you think to yourself, "Oh, I do a big load. I'm supposed to fill it up to the max line." That's the det- that's the detergents idea. That's yeah. the people that make the detergents idea. The people and the, right. That's why the people who make the detergent will give the free samples to the washing machine. Put the line here. They make more money. Yeah. But you don't need that. What he was saying is not only don't you need it, but if you throw in. Uh, you know, you throw in like, you know, if, if you don't wash as much, what'll happen is the clothes, the detergent that's, that's already in the clothes after you've washed it and dried it. Mm-hmm. The reason they're stiff or whatever, because they still got detergent in them. That stuff really? will come out. He even said to me, as far as like stains on shirts and stuff, a lot of what's getting stained is because this, this, the clothing is so packed with detergent that if you don't use as much, you wash that out. Oh, so it's like sticking on to the the clean stays part. in there. That's interesting. I'd be I'd be interested to know. I have a lot of issues when I put all my clothes in. Sometimes some of them will shrink, or sometimes the colors will like bleed. I never know how to oh, like fix that down. or fix like I'm always worried I'm gonna like pull everything out and everything's gonna be like a size smaller. That's my son about that. Wardrobe. My son would have his clothes, and then one day I washed his clothes, and he had all these whites, and I took his uh, blue giant hoodie and threw him in with the whites, and now he's got all blues. <laughs> he's got the bl- he got the blue. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, the rise of the no-wash movement. There are people saying, you know what? Growing cohort of people who believe in washing clothes less or not at all for the environment, to save money. Are you overly clean? I mean, in the old country, how often do they wash the clothes? This is the way we wash the clothes, wash the clothes. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. I did an appearance at the home show with Patrick Richardson, the laundry evangelist, and uh, learned back then that you don't have to wash them every day. You can you can let it rest. Don't, don't, make, don't be a stinky. I mean, don't, you know, don't uh, have your clothes drive into the machine by themselves. But, you know, you can lighten up a bit. So I'm asking you, are you a member of the no-wash movement? Did you find yourself uh, washing your clothes less? James is in Marstown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, James. Hey, Steve. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I, lo- I got to tell you, man, I-, I love listening to your show. I really like it a lot. Thanks, pal. I really appreciate that. What are you thinking? So listen, um, I was listening to your show. A very, very interesting topic. Um, 
So I work in construction, okay? I do bathroom remodeling, home remodeling. So so generally I, I like to I like to smell nice when I go to work, okay? Right. But uh with my jeans, you know, I'll wear my jeans three, four times in a row, you know, three, four times a week. Um underwear of course change every yeah, day. Daddy got changed you know? every day. Yeah, my, my mom slapped me if I didn't do that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, well, I don't. I don't mean change with the other guy you're working with. I mean you got to change him. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I heard. I you know, Steve. I heard that joke before. Uh, That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> change would really change with John, right? We're all gonna change um, our underwear. You change with him. You change with him. You change with him. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I love about you. You're sharp, such a humor, man. Thanks, bro. Um, you get it. <laughs> but, um, and then, like, in the summertime, T-shirts, I change every day, twice a day. You get sweaty, you get grubby. But in the yeah, wintertime, if you're sweating through your shirt, you're not you sweaty, yeah, you're not getting funky in the wintertime, I can wear my T-shirt, like, you know, three, four times in a row, or, or, I'll, or I'll switch it out. How no. about the people and who I wear eat. the T-shirts, right? They wear the T-shirt, but then they'll wear, like, the shirt over the T-shirt, and they'll throw that shirt in every day. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, you, you're wearing a shirt, you wear the button-down shirt over the T-shirt. Then they take the button-down shirt and throw that in, because they, even though you had a T-shirt under it, there's, like, nothing dirty about that shirt. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, um, I, I do... I. It's like the uh, the. It's not the taste test. It's like the the fragrance test. The smell test. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you you pick up the t shirt and then you kind of smell the t shirt. Yeah, I can wear this. You know. Well, you can't do it. And yeah, you can't do the smell test. You got to get your wife or somebody else to do the smell test because <laughs> you will have no problem. I like my smell. I think my smell is perfume in the room. I should, everyone should enjoy my smell. I'm doing you a favor by wearing this shirt every day. But yeah, I, you know, though, Steve, I got to tell you, even though I work construction, uh-huh. I, I, I do, and a lot of guys don't do this. And I'm not a metro guy or anything like that. Right. But I got to tell you, I do like a little spritz, you know, a little bit of cologne. There you in go. For, even though I work construction, I still try to have like, you know, some decorum and you, you go to, you go to work, you know, you smell nice. You, and also you're working with other guys and you don't want to kind of funkify the room, you know? No, no, man. You wear old spice, right? Uh, no, I uh, usually do like Chanel. Like, oh, Chanel. I don't wear Old Spice. I do like a, you know, like a Chanel or like, you know, like a higher end kind of. All right, that's you know, good. Cologne, but. You do a little uh, high karate, remember that? Aqua Velva? Yeah, I do. I do remember that, man. I remember the commercial, like the guy like fending off the girls. Yeah, like, high karate. <laughs> yeah. It's like. But wait a minute, who would do that? Wait, you have six hot chicks chasing you, uh-huh. and you're, like, fighting them off. It's like, come on, girls, let's go. Let's go party. Those were the you good old days. Away, right? yeah. T- today, today, no. Back in the day, yeah. Today, oh, no, no, I can't do that. It was like Ginger on Gilligan's Island every time. Gilligan, and he'd run. He'd say, what are you, nuts? Like when Major Nelson would fend off Jeannie. That's why Ty Hagman got to live to be 81. That was God's reward because Major Nelson didn't go for Jeannie. Yeah. Oh. I, I always, yeah, right? I always thought 
Uh, Marianne was way hotter than Ginger. I got to tell you, man. I, I agree with you. I, I absolutely agree right? with you. James, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know, we were talking about the 2010 sitcom. You go back to Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island's still on the air. Gilligan's Island, 50 years, still on the air. Marianne will always be hot. Uh, and you know what? Even like when you look at Dawn Wells, she died at 73 and she was still hot. Tina Louise, I think, is like 80-something now. Uh, she's the last survivor. As a matter of fact, what they should do, I'm thinking like, when they, it'd be a funny move. Imagine like the next Survivor, you put Tina Louise on Survivor, right? That, that wouldn't that work? That would make it interesting. Gilli- People would tune in for sure. Gilligan's Island. She's the last. <laughs> she is the last Survivor. Yeah, and the she, movie star. Yeah, uh, yeah. And right, and see what? How about how do you think the professor felt when he got to be and the rest? <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. He's I'm the rest. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> mate. We were talking about this earlier. Give me a sitcom mm-hmm. from the 2010s that you think will be rerun 20 years from now. Um, you know, one I really liked that I thought was really well written was uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Have you watched any, any of that? I did, Andy Samberg. Yeah, very underrated show. Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the and- guy, Andre, Andre Brower is, is the best straight man deadpan in that show. is hilarious. And they don't really want it. They don't do anything with no, it. No, I just saw it. It's in syndication it now is? because it's over. What, what's the number? You have to be over 200 episodes or something like mm-hmm. that. So once uh, the other station picked them up, there, I think they were on Fox. Then they went to NBC or something right. like that. Um, but, yeah, I saw reruns. I don't recall what channel I saw it on. Uh, but I know they were running reruns. That was what happened with Taxi. Mm-hmm. Taxi was yeah. on ABC, and then NBC picked them up. And then when they canceled it, I think HBO had a shot at it. Yeah. But, I mean, when you think about it, like, you see, like, Seinfeld now. You see Seinfeld's on, Friends are on. Oh, yeah. But I was thinking, like, I, I watched CNN did this, this thing, the history of the, not the history of the sitcom. They do the, the, uh, the 2010s, and oh. they have their television thing. Yeah, And okay. they just started with the 2010s. Mm. And I didn't realize how many great shows came out in really? the 2010s. Hmm. And then I'm thinking, like, we, I may do this topic tomorrow night, but like, what are the shows from the 2010s that you could see 20 years from now they yeah. would be on in syndication? Like, who who had the lasting power? Right, right. Well, that's, gosh, that's a hard one. I'm trying to think, what, what are the other ones? Because I don't watch a lot of network TV, so I guess it's like on, on a streaming service, like w- what would come back Even in that. years. Yeah. Because they'll be stre- cause what we're streaming this now and forever. Yeah, yeah. It never goes away. No, but there are, you know, like Two and a Half Men I thought was the last decade. Mm. And that kind of bled in. It would have to be a show that started, you know, in the 2010s and like went through the 2010s. Like The Blacklist, I think, would be a great show. Oh, yeah. But I yeah. can't see them doing that 20 years from now. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah, 10.30. 101.5, Steve Trevelis. And you, hanging out, 1-800-283-101.5. So, are you ready? I think so. All right, if you're ready, I'm ready. Now, let's do this thing. Well, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? 
I'll tell you what's going on out here. What's going on out here is uh, I'm going to be doing a fundraiser for Ronald McDonald House at uh, the Landmark in Glassboro this Saturday night at 8 o'clock. And it's going to be great uh, with uh, two very funny comedians. Missy Hall and her husband, Jeremy Hall, are on the show. And uh, with me now from Ronald McDonald House is Charlene McFadden. Charlene, how are you? Good. How are you? I cannot complain, but it's early yet. Ask me tonight. <laughs> All right. So tell me now. We got the fundraiser for Ronald McDonald House this Saturday night. Uh, tell us all about it. So um, the Ronald McDonald House, we're, I, I'm with the Ronald McDonald House of Southern New Jersey, which is in Camden, New Jersey. Right. And um, I'm with the Red Shoe Society, and we are a group within the house that um, we you know, spread the word about the Ronald McDonald House and what it is in reference to as far as, um, you know, children going there when they're sickly and it's their home away from home. And it could be for any amount, any amount of time. It could be a week, it could be weeks, it could be months. Sometimes the children there go back and forth six, seven times a year. Wow. So um, what we do is we do fundraisers right. and we help to support the house in that way. Uh, we we have a room that we sponsor within the house, and uh, that pays for the room for the whole entire year. Well, now, you say you have a room that you sponsor within the house. Yes, we sponsor a room in the house. Uh, we actually just, from our last fundraiser last year, um, we just actually re-venerated the whole room, and we made it a Disney room for the children. Oh, that's Every beautiful. Room has a different theme in it. Nice. Yeah, Every room has a different theme, so we just did a Disney room, and uh, that's what we do when we were doing our fundraisers. We're raising awareness for the house um, and what we do for the children and their families. Um, we, so we're doing the, this comedy show this weekend um, at the Landmark in Glassboro, and we did one last year, and it was very successful, and everybody had a great time, so we're looking forward to doing that again. Oh, wait do you see this week. You think last week was good. Wait do you see this Saturday night at the Landmark. Yeah. <laughs> two very two very funny comedians. And, and me too. Two very funny comedians. Missy oh, Hall, her husband Jeremy, two very yeah. you're gonna love it. And uh, now the thing about Ronald McDonald House is that it helps families stay together, you know, and they get to rest, they get to recharge so that they're strong for their child and uh, you know, and you get home cooked meals, you get you get the compassionate hospitality from the staff. You guys do the work of the angels at Ronald McDonald House. And we're we happy do. to help. Um, uh, we just our group itself, um, the Red Shoe Society. We um, we do at least three meals um, throughout the year for the the children and their families. So we'll go in. We'll either do we usually do a breakfast. We'll do a lunch, and then we usually kind of do one in the summertime to where we can do it like a barbecue. Mm -hmm. and we'll do a theme. We've had like Hawaiian themes for them to where we had every type of food that would be what you would get in Hawaii, and we had lays for all the families and took pictures with backdrops and uh we do a lot of things like that because again they're they're not in their own home so um everybody tries to make it as close to feeling like a home with family and everyone around them talking with charlene mcfadden ronald mcdonald house and it's just minutes from the hospital where their child is at correct that's beautiful uh can you think of any story that just reaches out and strikes you of a situation of a child at Ronald McDonald House and the parents that you helped? Um, 
Yeah, actually, I, I actually have two, which are pretty quick. Um, the Hawaiian-themed uh, lunch that we did the one time, right. um, we had backdrops, and I was trying to take different pictures, and we always have to get permissions from the family. <clears throat> right. And um, the one father said yes to him and his child, um, who was staying there, and another child they had, and the mother said no. And really? the father said, okay, I would like to do it just for you know, me and the kids then. And the mother was just, cause she, she was very shy and very quiet and, you know, um, she wasn't really sure about anything. And then she changed her mind and I took the picture and then she looked at it and she started to cry. And she said, I've never had an actual family picture of me and my husband and kids together. Wow. And said, could you please send me that picture? And I said, absolutely, of course. And it was very hard, you know, heartfelt that she's never had a picture with yeah. her children together because of the one child being sick. Oh, how about that? Yeah. And uh, the other one was my very first year volunteering as um, as one of the Red Shoe Society members. I went to our holiday party there, and um, all the families and children, and we have uh, big choirs singing. We had the Christmas tree lighting and everything. Mm-hmm. And there was a little boy there, and... Um, he was in a wheelchair and he had both his legs in cast. He had these little tiny glasses on and he was just so adorable. I couldn't stop staring at him. And he got so excited when Ronald McDonald came in and he just kept repeating, Ronald McDonald, Ronald McDonald. And he was getting so excited. And then Ronald McDonald came and took a picture with him and he was just beside himself. And I said, oh, my God, if he's acting like this with Ronald McDonald, can you see how he's going to be when Santa Claus walks out? Well, when Santa Claus walked out, I thought the child lost his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they both took a picture together with him, and the child was just beside himself with joy. And I came home, and I told my husband, I said, I am so happy that I went tonight. I said, this little boy just made my whole entire night. I said, I am so glad I am doing this. So that's great. Yeah. That, that's that's Christmas. That's Christmas. Yeah. Now it's the Red Shoes Society. Yes. Like uh, Elvis Costello, the angels want to wear my red shoes. Sure. <laughs> that's why. This is why. Yeah, there you go. All right. Just for that, we're going to bring the funny Saturday night. You know, those two stories put me over the top. I'm actually going to bring the funny stuff. I usually save it for friends and relatives. But this uh, Saturday night, the Landmark Inn in Glassboro, Ronald McDonald House Fundraiser, Charlene McFadden. Thanks so much for coming on. You're welcome. Have a good night. You got it. See you Saturday. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. More headlines and treble lines coming up in minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. Henry Winkler is going to be on tomorrow night at 910. You remember him? The Fonz. And then uh, Gemini, uh, Justin Gonzalez, maybe Rick Adana, a little trivia. Uh, when last we left Ryan Bissell, he was anxiously getting ready to deliver the headlines and tread lines before we had breaking news from Charlene Madden of Ronald McDonald House. No, no, no. I just changed my voice you for did. a segment. You did. We're going to name a school after you in New Jersey. Oh, thank you. So uh, tell us, what else is going on? So What uh, else? <laughs> what else? A service dog has uh, received the diploma from a New Jersey college. Um, He's gone farther than I have. <laughs> <laughs> so at Seton Hall University, uh, Justin... Uh, the uh, six-year-old uh, yellow Labrador Golden Retriever mix uh, received a uh, diploma along with his owner. Um, his owner, uh, her name is uh, something, Mariani. Why did I just lose it here? It was right know. there. Why did you just lose it here? 
Oh, it doesn't. Oh, great. Here it is. Grace Mariani. Uh, she attended with him. And so uh, the lab has been with her all throughout since the time she started to the end. And since it attended all of her classes, just uh-huh. like her, and she passed all of her courses, uh, they both get the degree. All right. There you go. And the dog doesn't have to pay back a student loan. Exactly. It all works. Yeah. And the dog has all the knowledge as well. It's uh-huh. really an adorable photo. Uh you can find it on CBS News, probably some other places. There's the dog looking at the camera, holding the little diploma in its mouth in front of the, her, oh, uh, the owner on the, the wheelchair. Nice. There you go. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Uh, and an official in India, and I know this is far away, an official in India has been suspended from his job after he ordered an entire water reservoir to be drained so that he could find his smartphone. He uh, had- <laughs> Now that's power. That <laughs> is power. I mean, Trump's going to drain the swamp. This guy, I lost my cell phone, drain the lake. That's it. Well, did he find it? So he, they did eventually find it, but the initial uh, reasoning he used for needing to uh, to get it. So initially he had divers go in and try to find it. They couldn't get it. <laughs> so then he said, oh, we need to drain it um, because uh, the water can't be used anyway for uh, you know farming purposes. It, it just it needs to be drained. And then they, uh, the other officials were like, wait. No, 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 this water was fine. You just drained it, and we're in, like, the hottest season of the year. There's wildfires raging. We use this for electricity, and you just drained it. What the hell was on that phone? Nothing, because it was waterlogged and would not turn on. <sighs> so all that, and the phone doesn't even work. Oh, my God. That must have been one hell of a woman. It okay. must- he probably finally <laughs> got a phone number. <laughs> he didn't want to lose it. And look what it is. God punished him. He was so excited dancing by the river. Yeah, and- I can imagine, right? Like, he finally got a phone number, and he didn't want to lose the phone. And the next thing you know, it's all over with. Have you ever jumped into the water with your phone in your pocket? Mm, no, I've been... I'm not sure if it was me or somebody got thrown in with a phone in their pocket. Yeah. But you're screwed. I mean, oh, yeah. nothing you can know. I so there was one you time. You did well. It was it wasn't on purpose. It was back when we you first, forgot. You had your phone. I I forgot. So what had happened is my older brother. Uh, we have a small dog, and we've never seen it, uh, if the dog could swim before. We had just gotten him. The dog was probably two or three years old. So my older brother has the great idea. I'm going to toss him into the water, and we'll see what happens. This is why kids need curfews, people. <laughs> so he throws the dog and into adult the water. supervision. Um, the, at first, uh, his name is Stu. At first, Stu was kind of treading water. But he has long fur and he's a little dog. So he started to go under. And immediately my reflexes kicked in. I got to save the dog. So I jump in without thinking, wearing all of my clothes and stuff, you know, phone in pocket, money in my pockets and everything. And as I like hit the water, I like look down and like my pocket gets really warm and then like it gets cold again. And I was like, oh, Oh, that's not good. No. Uh, Get the dog out of the water and I look at my phone and there's, it won't turn on. And I put it in the bag of rice. The rice didn't work? Nothing. Nothing the rice boiled. <laughs> the rice cooked, <laughs> but the phone was no good. Yeah, it, it was really upsetting. And after that, um, my father wound up letting me have his old phone. And at the time, it was a droid with uh, the slide on it. And so it had both the keyboard and a touchscreen. It was really cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, I were you always, able to, did you save your stuff to the cloud so you can get it back? Or were you just totally screwed? I was just told. Well, there was no cloud at that time. At the time, well, the cloud was out at the time, but um, because 
because you have to like it's still a thing now you have to like log into this and that and the other thing it'd be like the first time you use it and you forget your password because oh. you have to log in again it was one of those things where it had been kept reminding me like oh you should log in so we can back up your data and i'm just like ah, yeah, ah. don't worry about that yeah i'm so careful with my phone what could possibly happen? i would never what do you think i'm gonna do jump in our lake to save my dog yeah, yeah who does that uh, what else we got um People in uh, in London contestants chase a cheese wheel down a hill uh, for a competition. They chase the cheese wheel down the hill. Yes, it's one of the most uh, one of the biggest extreme uh, sports in UK. Uh, so basically, uh, hundreds of people gathered to watch uh, about a dozen people uh, chase a seven pound wheel of. Uh, double gloss of cheese. Of cheese. <laughs> a wheel of cheese. Yes, that's good. <laughs> I was bad. Yeah. yeah. Bree and bad over here. Um, down the hill. Um, the blues. It says the cheese rolling race has been held at Cooper's Hill. Yeah, about a, blues. It's about 100 miles west of London. And since about 1826, the sport of cheese rolling is believed to have been going on, possibly even longer. See how bored they were in 1826? There was no NFL. There was no stream. There was no cable. And all they do is chase a cheese wheel down London. That's pretty funny. And so then that says Canadian contestant. Sorry, I'm like trying to read the article because I swear with ads yeah, when they pop up, it time. like changes the way it look at yeah, it. Yeah, isn't that revolutionary um, the way we do this now? So actually the person who won, who was 19 for the women's race, was knocked unconscious briefly um, while falling down the hill. And she says, I just remember hitting my head and now I have the cheese. I have the cheese. <laughs> 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 I like that. I like that. That's the game, right? Who has the cheese? Yeah. I'm coming to theaters near you. Um, In Venice, uh, the the rivers have turned fluorescent green. Really? Yes. Um, And it's uh, it's in the Grand Canal. Um, And I'm not sure if it's still the case right now. What did somebody What did somebody drink that they ended up (laughs) relieving themselves in the river that makes it glow? Something in the water in Italy. but yeah, so they they dyed it green. Uh, active, they it's believed to be some sort of uh, activist thing, mm-hmm. uh, like to raise awareness about polluting rivers and stuff. Um, but yeah, the entire they yeah. need to raise awareness. Like people don't know that you can pollute a river. Oh my God! You mean you can pollute this river? That would be bad. That's like uh, another article we got here. Uh, AI could pose a risk of extinction, extinction akin to nuclear war, and pandemics experts say that's what everybody's been saying. AI Every can movie do what? can lead to an extent uh, could be a risk of extinction akin to nuclear war and pandemics. As if this isn't something that every sci-fi film since, like, the yeah. 80s has been, like... They just figured this out? Yeah. Like, it, the films are all there saying, you know, if you build a computer that's smart enough to overtake humanity, that's exactly what it's going to do. As he was working close to. Yeah. I'm waiting for AI to be able to fill in for me when I take a vacation. It's only a matter You'll of time. never know. <laughs> and when they figure it out... <laughs> manana, my friend. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.